You're listening to These Are The Days. Hello and welcome back to These Are The Days, a podcast from me, Veronica Costello. Episode number nine, where do we start? It was the first play of the Confessions Lottery with Alison. An absolute delight to play the game with a pal who I've known for over ten years. And only a close friend would ever throw you under the bus with such a question like that in the end. One play of the game, one win for the guests so far and the Confessions Lottery will be back very, very soon. Thanks for being part of the podcast by listening, subscribing, sharing, all that kind of stuff. We are at The Days Podcast if you aren't already following us uh, on social media. And if you can subscribe and rate and review and everything like that on Apple Podcasts especially, it does really help. We're also on Google, Spotify, every place else that you get your podcasts and you can get all the details on the website, www.thedayspodcast.com. These are the days. So it's been a couple of episodes since we had someone on to tell the story, and we are back this episode with just that. My guest this week is a man known to most as Jonas, and most people know him as being a passionate Dundee United fan who follows them home and away. But he's also got an amazing life story to tell, And in this episode, you'll hear about life growing up, school life, university, friends, family, relationships, football, and a brilliant line about a wardrobe and a fridge. This is episode number 10 of These Are The Days, African-born, Scottish-bred, with Jonas Nikolainen. Follow the podcast on social media. We're at The Days Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Jonas Nikolainen, welcome to the podcast. Hello. How are you? I'm good, eh? How's yourself? Yeah, very good. So, to give people a bit of a background and why you're sat opposite me this week, is you come on the other podcast that we do with Paul, uh, the Dode Fox podcast. We've got a plug-in for that, nice and early. Um, you come on to that, oh, it was episode six, so a few weeks ago, a good few weeks ago now. And one of the interesting things that you said was when we asked what you'd be your United journey, how did you get started? Mm. And you said, well, you weren't in the country to 1996, which correct. made you seven, yeah. if my uh, maths are correct. Yeah. And you said, oh, basically I got indoctrinated through a neighbour or whatever else. Yeah. Uh-huh. So when lots of people went, well, I'm pretty interested in that because he's more Dundonian than a lot of people <laughs> I know. I know. Uh, and, it, and it's not the typical surname that we have in no. the area. So we thought, Let's let's bribe you on social media to come on, <laughs> offer you podcast pints, and here you are. So, 30 years old now. Correct. Take us right the way back then to where, where it all started before the move to Scotland in, in 96. What's a kind of earliest memory for, well, for you? Um, well, I was born in Ethiopia, so I was born in Addis Ababa, so the capital city of Ethiopia just for... Anybody who rubber geography or <laughs> doesn't know how to read a map or yeah, whatever, but right, whatever you, you you're talking to, to the right man. Yes, <laughs> on more than one occasion said on a podcast, geography didn't interest me, history didn't interest me, and modern studies. Nah, that'll do. Yeah, so, so that's where I was born. So pretty much like it's kind of like the, the sort of sort of it's it's not like your usual journey because, like you say, people always say to me like you're more Dundonian than people from here. Or if I tell them I'm not from here, they're like, oh, I'm sure you got fired out in Nine Wells and stuff like that. <laughs> so pretty much what it was, was um, like, well, at the time, obviously, unfortunate circumstances, like my parents passed away through illness when it, so basically I was fortunate in the sense I wasn't one of the orphans that just got ditched into a cot. It was more like my mum, like sort of put money aside to like 
make sure I had like my own nurse and I was well looked after and all that kind of stuff. And uh, yeah, so I don't really remember much of like a sort of like being like a bairn because you know you didn't yeah. you didn't really start remembering things until you're a wee bit older than that. So mm. the like the the sort of that was like where I was born and what happened. So my parents passed away and stuff like that. So I was in an orphanage and then it turns out that. I was adopted by like Finnish, like, well, a Finnish like husband and wife, like my mum and dad. And uh, pretty much how that worked was, believe it or not, they, they like, they don't actually have any biological kids of their own. They've always just wanted to adopt free Africa and stuff mm. like that. So I'm obviously on like a fortunate in the sense that I was one of the, like, I got picked and whatever. But I think my mum my, my was explaining actually how it worked in that it was basically she got sent, like, they put in like the pasta there, like paperwork and whatever. And, to prove that they could look after kids and things like that so they got like all my information sent and like a photo as I sent and that over to them and then they went sort of through the process and stuff so by that sort of turn of events I ended up moving to to Finland now like my first proper like memories are like wow this is cold you know what I mean because you're coming from Africa and you're like you're sitting in like minus 30 degrees <laughs> done up like the Michelin man with about 800 layers of clothes on and <laughs> never seen snow before or anything so you're like oh, what's this like kind of thing and why is it so cold <laughs> so that that sort of is how I ended up in Finland and I was quite lucky in the sense that I didn't really live like in a big city I was like out in the country and like loads of space to do things and yeah so it was sort of like you know it was just like sort of growing up in that and um, my dad's like they're both like teachers so my mum's like like job as a teacher for kids with like special needs and my dad was a teacher as well but he was doing another degree so like my dad's dead clever he's got degrees in like applied physics things that I didn't even care about you know what I mean like maths and teaching and like yeah my dad's dead smart in that anyway so I didn't take after him on that front like yeah <laughs> but uh, does he know how to have a, an away day uh, nah, he's not been on one with me yet, but <laughs> he, he's, he's in his like sort of mid sixties now. So I think in a way, Dave, with me, would probably, probably, <laughs> I don't. You'd be allowed back after my mum got a huddle. I'm like, <laughs> we'll get to that. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, so basically, what happened was my dad was actually doing another degree, and he was like finishing one off. I can't remember if it was like his doctorate or whatever it was. I don't. And you're probably, thankfully, he doesn't have social media and he can't listen to this, so he can't pull me up about how wrong my facts are here. But it was something that was a degree anyway. And um, it was in, he got accepted to the University of Dundee to finish it. So the plan was that he was going to come over and do his degree and we were hopefully going to move over. Mm -hmm. And basically one day my mum was like, she handed me an English book and she was like, yeah, I know you're just like, you've learned Finnish, but like you can speak basic Finnish, but you're going to need to start learning English because we're moving to Scotland. And I was like, all right, okay. And the first thing I asked her was, is as cold as that there? And she was like, no, I don't think it's no minus 30. So I was like, anything's better than this, yeah. yeah. And uh, so, yeah, so like, Come 1996, we packed all our stuff and we got on two ferries. So it was a ferry from Finland to Sweden and it was a ferry from Sweden to the UK. And that was when I discovered that I didn't like being on boats either. <laughs> oh. that's, when the, that's when I discovered I was seasick. Yeah, <laughs> so bet. I was getting hauled about, <laughs> hauled over the North Sea and that. And then I was thinking, right, where are we going now? But because it was kind of like, because I was so young, it was more sort of like, I didn't really know what was going on. I didn't fully appreciate it. So mm. I was kind of like, oh, this is cool. We're just going away. It's like, I wasn't a big upheaval for me because yeah. I wasn't really like set in my ways. I wasn't at school or anything like that yet and stuff. So we're kind of, and like, just to be side sort of tangent, like my little brother, like I've got a little brother, well, I say a little brother, he's 27, but he was adopted from a different city in Ethiopia as well. But he was adopted like as a baby. So like we got him when I was like, what was, I would have been like three. So he was just like, he was tiny, you know mm. what I mean? And uh, so it was the four of us basically. 
and of all the places to land, I ended landed in Scotland and Curtin was was um, where I ended up. So slap bang in the middle of the, probably the roughest scheme at the time. I, like obviously I didn't know anything about this. I was like, ah, oh, okay, Curtin, whatever. It's a place to stay in that. And I think the first house we bought cost thirty grand, which is obviously nowadays it's not as sweetie money, is it? So mm. that's how that's how I basically came to the UK. So that's so you. You come to the UK sort of seven years old, and I'm assuming then it's into... Do you learn English first, or do you go to school, or yeah, is well, it a bit of both? Basically, what it was, was I was sort of learning it at the time, so like I had tapes and that to listen to, so I could pick up the basics, and um, I actually went to a private primary school to start with, just so that I was able to be taught how to speak English, yeah, because... Yeah. My mum and dad were like, well, it's a nice sense of putting you into like a, a normal school because you'll, no get, you'll get sort of left on your own and you'll you'll struggle a wee bit. Mm. So I went for the first couple of weeks. My dad was my translator, so he was at scale with me. So I looked cool, okay, the only person that brings his own man to scale every day, okay, and everybody <laughs> else was happy to get a laugh from their mum and dad. I'm cutting with my dad being like, what does that mean or how do yeah. I say this and kind of that nonsense until, but I think it wasn't there, he wasn't there that long. I think I got sort of confident enough to like sort of just like, I was able to nod my head and like give a thumbs up. So mm. that was about as much as was required until such times as I was able to pick up a wee bit of language and that. What, what was it? What was it like for kind of schooling then? What, what was it like as a kind of an outsider coming into new, new language, new culture, new everything about it? Mm. How kind of, do you remember the first time you actually went, this is different level. This is new. This is, you know, but probably once your dad went, I mm. imagine. Yeah, I think it was probably, that was probably like the, I was, it wasn't so much like the going and that, like the surroundings and that, it was obviously, I was like, wow, this is like mental kind of stuff mm. and that, but I think it was more just because, because I couldn't like speak to the other kids, they they all had their wee groups of pals and that, and I was kind of just like smiling at Abdi, so they must have been thinking, look, look check this weirdo, just staring at me, and then they would ask me questions, I'm giving them like a blank look, so they must have been thinking, right, is he no right, or like, what's the, what's the crack here, but mm. like... <laughs> I was kind of just like, yeah, it was more like sort of like once my dad like stopped coming with us, I was kind of a bit more independent and I was sort of able to like sort of, like I said, I could nod my head and gear thumbs up. So that got us by. Because obviously you, if you're coming at seven, you're all, you're already behind yeah. in terms of schooling. So when would you have went into a, would it have been primary three, four, something like that? You'd have sta- No, started. I started right at the, I started right okay. at the bottom, like, yeah, but I'll get to that sort of like when I was at high school, because obviously I was older at high school and that as well, because yeah. you know what I mean? So starting like primary school at seven when everybody else is like four or five it's yep. like but because like I didn't have any knowledge of how to like interact with kids I was on the same level of them, as them I wasn't like I was a dafty that I'd been left behind and thought right he's that stupid that will hit a bomb him at a scale like 12 years later than anybody else can <laughs> so um yeah that's how that sort of started in yeah. that yeah what was it what was it like in terms of the the kind of growing up outside of school then for you well b- basically because like when in Finland we sort of lived out in the country and there wasn't any really I think the nearest neighbour was like well there was an, an old guy across the road but then the nearest neighbour from that was two or three mile away didn't really see many other kids so mum was like because I was fucked but like I used to kick a ball about right through the, as soon as mm. I could basically walk so my mum was like well go and kick a foot get a football and there was a bunch of kids playing on the street like playing cribby and like the old you know what it was the like good back games. in the day the good you know, games <laughs> back yeah. in the day when there's a couple of jumpers stuck down on your bikes with your that- goalposts and then that was it and she just sort of says right there's a ball go and kick a bar boot and then start, you know, palling about with kids, you'll mark friends that way. So I was quite good. My mum was quite, I don't think she appreciated, like she didn't have, she wasn't like told that oh, this is a rough area. She shouldn't be out 
past this time, these other streets to avoid. We didn't have a clue, so we just took everybody at face value, being like, everybody will be nice, you know what I mean? But I think I was the only black kid kicking about, well, maybe, I'd, like, I'm not 100, 100%, but mm. there wasn't many different minorities kicking about Curtin, so I think the first time, a few of the mums and dads and a few of the bairns were sort of like, eh? Like, yeah. when they seen me floating about with my wee afro and that, but yeah. I was good, you know what I mean? Yeah, well, I, I mentioned to you just before this, I mean, my pal Jono, who's also been in the other podcast as well but he he he'll always tell the story of, of back in his school days um at the time there was probably him and about three others who were who were young kids black young black kids with afros or dreads or whatever i think john rocked the dreads for quite for quite a while and it, it was kind of you look bad now it's clearly racism but if you weren't a one of them you were one of the others it was like now you kind of see that mm. did you ever did you ever notice it when you were younger or did, was nah, it fine? No, nah, not really, because I think I'm a firm believer in the fact that racism isn't like, you're not born a racist, it's indoctrinated into you. So whether like whatever the beliefs of the kids, mum and dads when I was younger, because you're, you're burned, you're, you've got that sort of innocence and ignorance about you. So to them, I was just another kid that had a ball that they could play with. So, mm. and because I didn't know anything about society or like social norms or different skin colours or nothing, I didn't think anything of it at that age because mm. I didn't know any better and I could barely speak a word of English. So I was like, well, they could have been calling me whatever names, but I wouldn't have had a clue anyway. Yeah, so yeah. it was kind of just like, oh, there's some kids to make friends with and go and play football. So it didn't phase me to begin with and I didn't feel any different because Burns sort of accept Burns, you know what I mean? Burns are like, just play with anybody anyway, yeah. do they, Ken? They didn't look at... You, you'll, yeah. always, you'll always get, and I think this happened on episode two with Paul actually he just he, he, I mind him mentioning a couple of things of just kids has grown up they say things that are really innocent but you actually go but for them it's a real it doesn't matter you know they point or they look and they just ask x y and z and it's a real innocence about it but when you're young and you're grown up you obviously then go so you're going through primary school how long does it take you to grasp the English language more importantly and and it, was it an e was primary school easy for you was it hard to because you're obviously probably just like anybody at that time. It was, is it 3.15, can we go and play football again? But yeah. Uh -huh. can I, how, what was it like primary school? I think, like, you know, I can't actually, like, I would probably, you'd need to ask my mum or dad to be honest with because I can't really remember when mm. I properly started, like, I think it was by like a sort of, a couple of years into it, I was able to hold like, like you know, maybe even a year because yeah. I'm quite a fast learner. So it didn't take me that long to pick up the language. I was certainly probably after, a, like, even six months, I was competent in the sense that I didn't know what a lot of words meant, but I could hold a basic mm. like conversation. I could do basic tasks. I could understand, like, I could read basic things. So it didn't take me that long to actually, like, sort of get into it. But I actually got on all right at school, apart from, like, I was hopeless at maths, like, and I still got powered for it to this day. But believe it or not, probably my best subject was, like, apart from, like, PE, was English. Mm. So I wrote really good essays and things and kind of, like, in high school or whatever, and I'm quite clever and you know what I mean? My spelling was always good in that. So I, 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 because I didn't, because I didn't like have a real knowledge of the Finnish language, I started learning English on top and that quickly became like the priority. So my mum and dad, they would speak Finnish to each other in the house because they, obviously they were still learning English as well. So things that they weren't, didn't know that much about, they would speak in mm. Finnish, but they tried to do, speak to me and my brother in English as much as they could because they knew that we're in this country where it's English speaking. So you needed to, like, you know what I mean? So they tried not to, they tried to get us away from the finish and they're like even when I asked them questions they would always insist that I tried my best to do it in English mm. so I learned it pretty quick like yeah by you still know any finish I know a few words here or there uh, but like I, if, like my mum and dad still do it like in the house sometimes yeah. if they're talking about 
like something they'll give her away and finish and I'm sitting here my dad could be calling me in and you've no got a clue like but <laughs> you know what I mean but um, I can understand a few words mm. but I wouldn't be able to hold a conversation like mm. yeah and uh, so it must be obviously we, and I, I want you to just tell the quick story again is obviously you're young and we asked you before where did the Dundee United come in mm. and it was like you knew nothing until a neighbour kind of set you on your way yeah, well, basically, I think it was like, it was either, was it the first, it was either the first Christmas or it was my birthday, the first year that I was here. So it was any of the Bairns that I got Polly with Kitty and a bar boot and that. Mm. Obviously, his his old man was a United fan and he used to tat his, his son. So I remember getting a chap at the door. I think it was actually Christmas and it was Christmas Eve and like the hand as a present. And at the time, my mum and dad were sort of over, like taken back by the kindness because like they think Scottish people are dead friendly and things and like, welcoming or whatever so I got handed a present so obviously me being me it was like and in Finland the tradition is you open your Christmas present you hear your Christmas Christmas Eve so you open your Christmas present you hear so you get so it's good for me because my mum and dad are still old fashioned so I still get 12 Christmas dinners so, so I get a Christmas Eve dinner and a Christmas day dinner so I got a double dinner but so anyways so I got handed this like present and I was thinking right what's what's, what's this going to be and uh, and it was a United tap right and then like my dad was like oh and then went and did a bit, bit of research and like obviously knew about Dundee and United and whatever. Mm. And like, because of that, it was just basically, I didn't get a choice. Like, yeah, it was like, right, I'm a United fan. But mm. again, at the time, I still didn't like quite understand it because the only Scottish football related thing I had was my granddad bought like, it was, uh, says to my mum, oh, there's some money to get him a, a present. And she bought me a Paul Gascoigne, like Rangers like figure, right? And I've still got it. It sits on like a wee unit above my bed, right? But because oh, it's amazing. sentimental value, yeah, of course. like people always say to me, what you got a hundred looking doing on you for an hour? And like, yeah. what you got a Rangers thing in? But it's because obviously I'm like, my granddad didn't have a clue about Scottish football. He just wanted to buy a football figurine. So mm. it just happened to be, that was the end that I got. And to be you know fair, I mean? I mean, you'll not quite remember it, but he, he done pretty well up here for a couple of years. <laughs> he tore United apart more than on one occasion, which was, Fucking horrible, but um, so you you get do you remember what the strip it was? What would it, what strip would it have been? Probably, again, well, I can't even mind. It was what was it? What kits were they back in? Oh, you know, there were some bad, I, you know, you could have had the uh, the pony, you could have had it was, uh, it was, I think it was a, a TFG, yeah, it was, it was, yeah, I think it was made by TFG. Yeah. I can't mind where the sponsors were, but it was in a Telly West, yeah, Broadband yeah, I think it was the one like with the green. Was it the green television? Uh, like the green television. The green television globe yeah, with yeah. like the wee yeah. yellow hang about yeah, around about yeah, it or something. I think that was maybe any of their kits, uh, but uh, they were horrible. Like, and mm. I was back in the day when football kits were always oversized, so yeah. <laughs> everybody just seemed to get a triple XL, even though they were a wee tiny. You know what I mean? Would Would the neighbour have been the first person to take you to a game then, or did you did, did you basically uh, force your mum and dad? To no, take like him. Like no, it was actually him. I went mm. with it was him and his son. Like I went with and. When I got my first season ticket, it was any of the boys that I played football with. He was older. He was probably about three, four year older than me. Hmm. And and what was, are we talking now, year wise, roughly? Of what my first season For, ticket, yeah. So what age was what? Uh, I'm just trying to think. So I would have been probably when I was about ten, eleven, or something like that. Okay, so you're 2000? Uh, yeah, like that would have been early two thousands. Okay. Eh? so I was in about that sort of neck of the woods hmm. when I first started going. Eh? So and like I say. It probably was the worst era to go and start watching because, to be fair, we were never relegated under that era, but we were dire, weren't we? Again. Yeah, there was some, because we we said to you, and again, we, well, 
make reference back to the other one because you've been on one to speak purely about United but you know games like the St Johnston game yeah. and stuff is, is kind of the for people that don't know um, that aren't maybe football related but we were in a pretty bad way oh, had to go to McDermott to win and we won 3-2 yeah. and it was incredible Chaos, yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely incredible so and again you're only you know you're still a young kid there so you get through the primary school kind of years you've kind of got the English side on you I'm assuming high school then is a total different breed yeah for you um, yeah well the the way it worked out with high school because me and my wee brother were both at the same like uh, skills and that right but because we went to like a private like a private primary school there wasn't a catchment area right so basically we could apply like I ended up going to Morgan just purely because there was mere people that I can't like that went there and my wee brother went to the Harris so it's like oh. you never ever get two like brothers going to two different scales but it was just kind of how it ended it was just that turn of events mm. and so uh, were you still living in Kirton at this point or are you yeah no, you... no I lived in Kirton until probably like 2008 or something okay. like that it was a good 13 14 year I was mm-hmm. there anyway so yeah so I was still there and uh, yeah so I, I went to Morgan but obviously because of the fire I started at the Rocky I wasn't at the I went to Rockwell for yeah. my first 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 and second year, I was at Rockwell. So you're going back for 94, 95? Mm. Yeah, and I left in 96 to go to Craigie. So you were due to go at the fire then? Is that, or the fire had happened and then the following no, the year you were due to No, the fire had happened there. Uh, so I was, well, no, because I, I went to, it was third year that I, the Morgan moved back to the old school. Okay. So the fire had been a wee, had probably been about, maybe when I was in primary six, so it'd been a couple of years, like, because then, I did my first year, first year, and then yeah, because it, it was the summer of third year that we started back at the at the kind of actual Morgan. Yeah. Right? I, I remember, I remember um, when we when I was at Rockwell, my mum had to go to a meeting about it, and they said, "Oh, it, it's closing because it's falling apart." Mm. But since then, there's been more schools got use at Rockwell in what twenty probably year or something. And it was still, it's still standing now. Mm. You know what I mean? Still stood the test of time for, yeah. for what it was. Um, so what was high school like for you? Well, that, that was weird because like you say, because I didn't know many people. It was like, because everybody had again their wee gangs of pals that they dad went to the same primary. I'd be coming through at the same time. And because I was older and I, it was, I was like probably in like the, I was sort of like a taller than like a few of the bairns or whatever. Because what time do you not, what age are you when you start high school? You 12. 12. Uh, so I would have been two year older. So I was about 14 going on 15, Ken. So so you were 14 going into first year? Uh, something like a right, 13, okay. 14 something. Uh, was I? Because uh, I would have been, yeah. Yeah, because I was about 18 when I, seven, yeah, 17, 18 when I left there. Uh, so I would have been about 13, 14-ish Jeez. anyway. Yeah, okay. So uh, I was two year older than most kids anyway. How, how was that? Challenging? <laughs> I was it because I was all right, like speaking wise and that. It was yeah. a bit weird because everybody was like, "Again, you got that card." Oh, this guy must be a real doofus if he's only. Can he's twelve years younger? Yeah. Must have been held back for about five or a year. Can <laughs> thick as twelve planks of wood, like. Yeah. But uh, that wasn't. It was just obviously once I explained what mm. the crack was in that. But my first memory was sitting in class, right, and they had the kidney daft porter cabins at the Rocky. Yeah, and I'm telling you, I've n- you've never felt heat like it. And I mean, I've been to Turkey in 50-odd degree heat and that, but there's nothing like being cooked alive in a porter cabin oh, at that bet. scale. I was thinking to myself, why is it so hot like, yeah? You know what I mean? That was one of, that's my first memory of like Reggie class. And I sat right in the far corner on my end because I was a bit nervous being like, right, Abdi will be mm. looking at this guy thinking he's a weirdo. And kids were turning around and like a few staring and I, and I was like, who is this guy? You know what yeah. I mean? Because I just got bounced into it. Nobody knew who I was or nothing. You mm. know what I mean? So I, I'm just this random guy that turned up. <laughs> 
what for going into that, it's obviously a huge kind of thing. And obviously the first, I always think the first and second year at school were also weird. Like I say, I done mine at Rockwell and then went to Craig and it was a total different kind of life. And it was horrendous really at the time. Do you remember what subjects you picked going to third year? Um, I picked history because that was one of my favourite classes and I was good at that. Computing because my old man was like, another any of many talents was like computing. So yeah. he had like a degree in that. So that mm. was an obvious choice. PE because... Like, I've always liked sports and been active. Um, business admin, I think. Mm-hmm. That was just a filler. That was any of the classes where I was like, I'm just going to hit a yeah. jot something. Language. You know, French was French, my language, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And, then, and certainly at Craigie, you had then a box you either had to pick between. I'm pretty sure it was any of the techie subjects or home economics. It was ridiculous. Uh, you know? I definitely was in the home ec, like, yeah, because yeah. that's probably the worst area of my life, like, my, like I'm dire at anything, food, <laughs> cooking-wise, eh? What's, uh, what about your science? You don't have to pick a science. Uh, biology. Biology, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was always a, uh, because, again, going back to that, like, at Rockwell, you never got really physics, you never really got chemistry. It was nah. like, biology was the easiest one that you do. Yeah. You know what I mean? For that. And I always, and one question that I always would then ask when people ask is, can I, any of the subjects actually help you now? Because I'm pretty, I never really paid attention much in English and kind of really had to teach myself grammar and punctuation, which yeah. I never really done anything well, that's kind of helped or, or did you pick French up well, given mm. you were kind of done a wee bit of finish? Nah, you were then, to be fair, I was a bit of a riot in that French class and our <laughs> teacher was a bit of an easy target. I kind of look back <laughs> on it now and I'm thinking, you know what, I should have... I mean, like, we made that woman's life a misery good, for Good, because I was year. about to ask about school life and stories, so, yeah, good, so, we've nah, opened this. We, we made a bit of a misery of her existence yeah. for a couple of years, and I, see, at 30 year old looking back on it, thinking she was a nice woman, and a couple of times I'm thinking, if I actually did put her, like, I wasn't the worst, but there were some things we did, and you think, you look back on see, at the time, your bairns, and you're trying to mark your pals laughing on, but you're sitting looking at, see, now I'm looking at it thinking, okay, what was I then, but, yeah. um, as far as helping us in my life now, probably, well, like, I got to uni, so, like, I got, like, a conditional offer, so I got the grades that I needed to go to uni, but I've got... No, the... And you said English was, was yeah, quite strong. Yeah, yeah I was good at English, yeah. And actually, believe it or not, like, Shakespeare, now nah, this caper and I care. I was actually really good at it. I was good at reading. Is that because it. of the link with history? Do you think they two went hand in hand? Yeah, like, you see history, I loved it. I would, go, like, I was, I went to, like, pure extra study support and, like, yeah. kind of, like, my favourite, like, my two favourite teachers were, like, my PE teacher and my history teacher, so it's kind of, like, I always wanted to do well in their mm. classes, and I wanted to do well in English as well, because I was rot- rank rotten at maths, so I was like, right, I've got to be good at one of these, yeah. you know what I mean? But because I had to learn the language and I, I'd paid more attention because I was sort of, yeah, had yeah. to pick it up, so I kind of... Was good at it. <laughs> what was the problem with maths? Is it just something you? you, you I just don't couldn't get. get my, I, I just don't understand it. Like, right, okay. and like I always laugh, right? Because I mind bringing back homework, and right? my old man used to sit there and date with me, and you could see in his head, right? He was trying to be patient with me, right? But again, my dad's got like an applied degree in it, and Ken, like, so he kens ahan about ahan, right? So I'm sitting there trying to look, can do basic sums, and he's probably sitting there while he's his head off the table, thinking, "Look at this guy's, look at this nugget, come what I mean, struggling with pure basic division." And can like see like the likes of Pythagoras and all this push like a squared p equals b squared plus c squared, and I, I was just, I just couldn't grasp it. I, I just looked at it, and it just jumbled up on the yeah. page. I just couldn't get it, and that was the end of it. Three like, x plus two x, oh, and stuff like it. that. I was yeah. like, "How's that meant to equal anything?" You the, know what the, I mean? the, the best line to sum up stuff like that is Billy Conley said it. He says, "Why should I study algebra?" But when I've got no intention of going there, it's just a nah. daft line. And I'll but... tell you one thing: I can safely assure you, I've never used 
any triangles or fucking isosceles triangles or any of that rubbish and can my everyday Sintan course. No, exactly. Like, no, no, that's what I mean. You're I telling me you've not had to use that at any point in your life. Nah, I've not. Yeah. No, neither have I. So that was just something you didn't get. But I, I think getting English is a cute, especially for someone that's not your first language and the mm. first thing. Yeah. Um, was it kind of just the whole getting into it and the, the writing and stuff like that? And is yeah. that something that obviously, I mean, let's say I had to, I never hated English. Mm. Fucking hated English. And my ex misses, who uh who is an is an English teacher. <laughs> and even now I will still text now and again and say, oh, look, is this sentence making sense? Because I've I didn't really paid attention. It was only when I went into the big bad working world I thought, you know, writing reports. They they're okay, mm. but they need a lot of wee tweets, tweets. even now. Even now at uh, you know, at, at thirty-seven, I'm still wee bits ago. No, that's not right. It's um, and even punctuation on it used to be as simple as there, which mm. which spelling is it, or uh, where, or it just never ever got it. Just yeah. never ever got it until probably the last five or six years. Mm. You know what I mean? Which again, it's that subject that's so important. I wasn't interested in Shakespeare or anything like that, but just if I wish I'd paid attention yeah. to those kind yeah. of wee bits. You know what I mean? Aye. Um, when do you finish school? How long do you stay on for? So I was there till, well, basically, right, I got a conditional offer. So I needed an A, two Bs and a C from my hires to get into uni. And lo and behold, I got an A, two Bs and a C. I got exactly what I needed. So I'd signed up for my six-year subject. So I come back after fifth year. So what did you do in fifth year? So what did I do? So I picked higher P. Was it advanced? Was it? Advanced higher history because I passed higher history, so it would have been advanced. They high. might have been kicking about at the time. Yeah, it yeah. would have been advanced higher history. I, I can't mind what the other range were business admin, maybe because I got in, I passed inter. Okay, what it was is higher business admin because I passed intermediate to business admin, so it would have been higher. I just kept basically on with the subjects I did. Business administration, right, which is a much better word than the higher I got in secretarial studies. That's <laughs> what it was called back in my day. Which, was it? Uh, fucking horrendous, mate. Horrendous. But anyway, uh, it's definitely about me, but that's a, always a sticking point when I mention that. So you, you get those grades. Uh, so I did, I come back, you know, you come back and you do a month of like your new year before you come off for the mm, summer holidays. Yep. And then I got a letter saying like, I think was it before? No, nah, it was maybe during the summer or before saying that I'd been accepted to uni, so I had my induct like kind of like my induction weeks mm. and all that. So obviously I patched it. I just that was me like tell the school that I'd been accepted to uni and then that's it. So what were you going to study? Sports development. So it was well, it was sport and exercise. Mm. And then after your first two years, you could you uh, come on. I was I was on I was a bit of a tear away at uni and after the first year so I can't remember whether it was after the first or second year that I asked you to specialise in whether it was like strength and conditioning sports science and nutrition mm. health because I went I did sports development and exercise science so that's what I picked as my like to specialise in Ken once I went through the first it, couple it, of years or the it, year or whatever it was it's, hard to, it's always hard to take you back a little bit but what, at the time what was your aim what were you what, what was your focus? Where did you see yourself? What you want to do? What was the... Well, I think it was more just the fact that I thought, um, like, I wanted to go to uni first of all, because I was only, what age was it? Well, I was, what, 17, 18 going mm. into uni. So I was like, your head's up your arse at that time, Ken. You're just wanting to, like, be Correct. like, oh, uni. And you want to avoid working as long as possible. Because I'd been working since the age of about 15, just in call centres. or can just picking up wee jobs okay. here and there. 
kind of even daft things like fucking cutting someone's grass for 20 quid or kind of, I was always grafting kind of, I was yeah. one of the boys I was never lazy because mm. it was just the way my mum and dad were wired yes well it's, I've said it loads of times and I always sound like I'm repeating it but the work ethic my mum installed in me from mm. delivering papers at 13 mm. 24 year, year later has never changed well, and I, was, I every day I'm thankful for that because my mum like when she was younger when she was like 17 before she went to union she would go and clean offices and Nah, and my dad went out picking mushrooms in the forest and delivered sorting papers and mail mm. and can so they've been grafters all their life as well so I never ever had the chance to become lazy and I'm glad I because it's just not the way I'm wired but mm. I think I've been unemployed for about three weeks my entire life right through the age of about 15 yeah. so yeah, so uni was basically because I was into sport I was, I've always been sports daft mainly football but I was good at sport and that so it was a case of right sports sport, sport, um, sport and exercise mm. to see to start with and then you branch off to whatever you want. But see, what see, was that, aye? if we just we'll rewind just slightly, just at school, just when you mentioned the PE thing, right? Was there any of the random because you, everyone football, football, football? But was there any other kind of sport that you either at this time you thought that's not for me that you excelled in or whatever? Well, because I had a load of mates that were well into water polo and volleyball. Right, the, the like my worst probably thing right was swimming. Right, right, okay. And I mean, see when they say that white men can't jump, trust me, black people kind of swim like I. <laughs> I'm no joking. It was honestly, I used to dread it. I used to say to my mum, can I not tap my swimming stuff to make it look like I didn't need to go and swim in that? Because like, I hated it. Like okay. when I got taught to swim, I was in a class with four and five year old bairns at 13, right? Learning Jeez. to swim with two floats and armbands and all. I, I was the biggest minter in my life, honestly. Like me and water just didn't go. Like can I'm a I can swim. But what? I'll tell you one thing. See if I was on a boat in the middle of the sea and it got torpedoed, I'm shark bait. Like I'm, I'm at like I'm, I'm humped. I just, I'll just admit defeat because I can't tread water or nothing. Okay. I've got to be constantly going. Right, right. Whereas maybe brother's the opposite. He can, he's like a fish, like so. He's probably the exception to that black man can't swim rule. But I'm, I'm hopeless at it. So really, that was my worst thing. So when you, if you were at the Morgan, did you go to Northern College yeah. as it was called, uh, Gardine? Gardine. And, and stuck the brick uh, in. You had to put your jammies on. Uh, they went on you go. The horse chain. Never think so. Nah. I, I, okay. but see the thing is that was my like I dreaded it like yeah like honestly I like I used to fear having to go swimming that was my biggest hate yeah. at school what else was there I was good at basketball and again that's not a stereotype like, I just picked up <laughs> I could I could shoot I could shoot three pointers and free throws my passing wasn't the best like but I was alright at that yeah. volleyball I was more interested in kicking the volleyballs and I, I remember I, my mate set me up for a volley and I got a filthy connection and melted some lassie in the chin with the bar I about killed her so <laughs> I think it was uh, yeah. I got in, I got probably more in trouble for kicking the volleyballs than actually playing volleyball yeah. hockey I got smashed in the jaw by someone swinging it like a golf club so again hockey wasn't a great you but, ever get um, it was never obviously something you really study as part of the P but now and again you get it you play rounders you yeah. play rounders yeah so um, I went when I went to Rockwell you went your two day visit yeah. So from primary, so I went to Adler Primary. So we went on a two day visit, and my the highlight of my two day visit was getting a broken nose playing rounders <laughs> because the girl in front of me hit the ball and then Threw just the launched the butt, yeah. bang, gone. And that was that was uh, yeah, that happened to me. I got melted in the shins, but luckily it was a lassie as well. And I'm, I mind though, she hit the bar and she great hit table. but she did that. <laughs> and the you must the te teacher must have stood there and emphasised it. Do not just drop the bat. Then I throw it backwards. But obviously she got excited because she'd hit a great shot, flung it back, mm. and it was my shins that got the brunt of it. And I've got legs like fucking three, like kind like twigs anyway. So <laughs> they were even skinnier when I was fucking whatever age that was. So it wasn't wasn't that ideal. Like, yeah, but, I, I always remember uh, yeah, volleyball and water polo were massive at Craigie. And I mean, 
Big Fraser's he was he played in both of them and I was always like nah water polo oh, nah. Nah, 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 nah. plays like hockey and I mind they used to have an old blaze pitch at uh, at Craigie it's obviously now the the Astro thing um, they used to have an old blaze pitch you played tennis on it was yeah. flat enough to play bloody tennis it was frightening <laughs> honestly Roger Federer couldn't have played on it God knows what we were meant to do um, but I always remember getting wee daft things like that and I was always like no nah. because I done there wasn't a hire and uh, there wasn't a hire at Craigie at the time. And I had, in third year, I broke my leg uh, playing football under the library with a tennis ball, which is clever, and missed a whole year and then come out and still managed to get, like, I think it was about a two or something, which I know amazes people when I tell them that now, that I did get a very credit pass in yeah, PE. It was a very good credit pass. It was a yeah. very good credit pass, but just all the shitty sports you had no interest in, but nah, you just had to do, like, the yeah. trampolining. You've got trampolining. But, yeah. And, like, that's another one, right, because... I couldn't do a backflip. I was <laughs> honestly, I tried it once, right? Landed on my neck yeah. and gave myself whiplash. Yeah. Like, I'm just not like, see anything to do with jumping a boot or like mm-hmm. the basketball is fine, but it's like trampolining, it was brutal. Like, swimming, kind of like they kind mm. of things. I just didn't take to them. But you obviously done enough in terms of the course to, to get you no, young good, enough interested. I was decent in the at sport. like badminton and things like that. And I was badminton. Yeah, yeah, I was good at like, I didn't mind badminton. I, was, I got like no bad at all they kind yeah. of things, but I, it was just the. I tell you, I tell you a random, a, a, it's not a random sport, but a sport uh, never taught at school or anything, never even mentioned. And for some reason, I don't think I ever even watched it for a for a phase, a lot of years now. Let's let's no beat in the bush. A lot of years now, squash. I used to love playing squash. I've never ever played that. Oh like mate, I'm telling you, you take a squash ball the inside of your thigh, you're kind of about it. It's fucking oh. agony, but it's um. Just daft things like that, and I think come from badminton and stuff like that, just racket sports, which was a lot easier. There was a table tennis club at Morgan, which ran on like table a Wednesday tennis, during dinner yeah. time. And we had a, a, a PE teacher for the Czech Republic and then for France, and they two used to play against each other. And you want to see these Tasty. two? Like, like, I'm no kidding, the boy was about, the boy was a mile, like half a mile away from the table. And he was he was landing and hitting it with all kinds uh, of spin and everything. So table tennis was a good game, like at PE. Uh, like we got a bit of that as well. So, but we like that. Like, yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's. But that's the thing. You got you got it opened your eyes to to so much. Yeah. So anyway, to, to uni you go. Mm. Uh, I'm assuming first year at uni you spend more times in unions, nightclubs, and and pubs than you usually do uh, at lectures, don't you? Yeah, like it was just like, and the thing is as well, like because. When I was younger, I didn't really have any confidence when it come to like lasses or whatever either, because I had like horrendous skin when I was at school, like really bad acne. And I was like, I used to like, when I got like, see when good looking lasses used to walk past me, I put my head down and I was like, yes, you'll th-. like, I was like, impure horrendous, don't look at it as an that kind of stuff. Eh? So I had no confidence whatsoever, but I got a wee bit of better wee at uni and then like I started to discover like, like all that side of it and like the going out and like, mm. and like, yes, yeah, I was definitely like, the, 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 the like, it was, it was basically, I passed uni, but like I was at summer school every year, I was at resets every year because I was just too fond of the lifestyle, like Aye. the football, the going out and that, and just like the social side of it. So, when you were at uni, were you still living at home? Yeah, were you still working as well. Yeah, I was. I was living at home, but I was more sort of like I was hardly ever at home. I was always staying at my pal. So. Aye. My mum was like, hey, you treat this place like a hotel. You come back and get your washing done. Go. And like, all I did was sleep, sleep. So I was, I'd roll in at seven in the morning for whatever night out it was, or in my bed all day, come down and get fed. And that was me back upstairs. So I was basically a, a, like, my, my dad was like, I'm just going to start charging you a room, a, a room rate because you're basically a guest in the yeah. house. But kind of like, not in a bad way. It was just mere, that's what you're like when you're young, eh? Because you discover all that yeah. stuff and you get into it. Like, yeah. So at that time, what's kind of home life? So mum and dad are both working. No, like, well, yeah, my dad's working, my mum was retired, like, but my dad's working, my wee brother, what was he doing again? He's still, 
He'd have been, what, a few years younger. So, yeah, nah, he would have still been a scale eh? So mm. I was just basically uni. But I was never, like I say, I was never in the house. Mm. I was always out about doing stuff or whatever I was up to. But no, nah, it was like, th- when I was younger, I used to always be, a Saturday used to be, we'd go hill walking with my mum and dad and all that oh, kind cool. of stuff. And like, I was, they're dead active so as well. I, I take it, is that kind of where, you know, did, did you, and I think you might have mentioned this, is you kind of jump between season to golder, not season to golder for a while, was well, that? That was more to do with like working stuff yeah, like that, wasn't yeah. it? Like, because when I got to a certain point, when I got to about 14, 15, I just said to right, I'm not going walking it anymore. I want to right, go to okay. the football with my pals and that. Yeah. So I was fine. But the season ticket, a number of things that I'll probably like speak about later on or yeah. whatever was like relationship situations, work situations. Because um, I worked at BT. That was at, like obviously after uni full time. And we had to work three out of four weekends. Come on, I mean. So hearing a season ticket wasn't worth it's it anyway. You never no. got to any games again. No. No, but like even for that, just because your parents are getting you out and about, Mm -hmm. again, it's one of these things that probably help you with sort of the P side of things because you just like being active. Does that then make you just see more of Scotland? Yeah. Kind of more, because you're still young. Yeah, no, it was good. Like, I mean, like, I love it. Like, I still like going up, like, hill walking. But see, the problem nowadays, see, trying to get any of your pals to do it because Abdi just wants to go to the pub or whatever. Mm. Abdi goes out on a Saturday and then see on a Sunday, like, I want to go up the hills and and you're like, ah, chase yourself. (laughs) This is kind of why these, the podcasts are slightly ridiculous in points because we go off on tangents, which I love doing. But really, um, recently, I put a post on Instagram last night about this. So, to, to paint the picture, when I split with my ex missus and moved into a flat, um, with uh, will I name her? I'll name her because she's going to come on the podcast, play the confessions lottery a wee while, right? Colette. So, we we had a great time, we had a fucking barn dance, loved it, great laugh. I then uh, moved into another flat, a guy Sean, and at the time, I just went, I'm just going to buy a camera, I'm just going to buy a camera. I don't I'm just fancy it. So, I bought a camera, quite a good one, it's a Nikon one, so it's clearly good, which I'm only saying because the girl that I was speaking to about this that will get to in a roundabout way. Uh, is not a Nikon fan, but anyway. So I'd I'd bought a camera, and I've only had it out maybe, I don't know, maybe a handful of times to various things. And uh, I got speaking, and this, for the timing of this should still work, because this will be out on the Wednesday and going out and whatever, and taking photos. So I looked out my camera at the weekend, mm-hmm. and I'm no joking, I had about four inches of dust on the bag, because it's just no being in. <laughs> and it's another wee thing that I kept saying to myself, I'm just needing a hobby. I just need something to do. Because at the time, I was probably out of a relationship maybe about a year, still kind of moping a wee bit and thinking, oh, I need to do something. I thought, I'll do that and I'll go out. But I never. Because yeah. Saturday I'd be at Tanadice and when they were away from him, nah, I can't be bothered. But now I'm kind of like, I don't know if this is just an age thing. I'm like, away from him, I'm just going to go out. Just go out with my camera or maybe not go climb mountains, but just get out, just yeah. get out and day yeah. and do stuff because, and it's more because the last week, and this is a tangent, the last week I've been looking going, because of where we based, there's, within an hour, there's fucking so it's like being a, you, you drive two hours either way, north or whatever, and it's like being in a different country, yeah. a different world there. Absolutely, so. and that's something that I've kind of like, uh, like I would do more of, and mm. I said that to, to a couple of people the last couple of days, especially the other night with putting cameras on the photos that I put on people say oh give you a shout we'll go out and whatever and I'm like that's I should have been doing this 10 years ago though I'm 37 now and I'm like fucking there's so much time you think there's no mean time wasted right but you're just like I wish done we instead of Saturday contemplating life watching Jeff and the boys and guys <laughs> should yeah, have been I know out what you mean vegging on the city or whatever I just sort of doing stuff like that but that's 
the roundabout tangent that we're getting on. So taking us back to where you are, so you, uni finishes, mm-hmm. no any aspirations to carry to take the degree and do something well, or was it I was we were kind of a victim of circumstances in the sense that the recession kind of hit halfway through uni okay so what happened right so well, like me being me again like you say being a, too fond of the lifestyle I didn't graduate in July like all the other like clever kids I was in November because I was yeah. I was sitting out the resets every summer and like I say and I, I was the sort of boy that if there was an SAG on a Wednesday I'd be out on the push on the Wednesday night and I'd be in the library doing an doing an all day till four o'clock, mm. running up about 85 flights of stairs to hand it in at one minute to four, Ken, just to ma- make sure that I was in. Yeah. But I did some of the best. I got a B once for an essay that I concocted in two hours. So, yeah, and I was probably one. still half gassed as well. Yeah. So I did know bad, but like I said, I probably should have, if I'd screwed the nut a wee bit more, I would have made uni a bit, because I was clever enough to do it. I was just, I just liked the other what, side. What kind of like. stuff would you have done at uni? What kind of courses or which? So we did like, so all the modules, so you had your anatomy, physiology module, you had your um, sociology modules, you had the only, again, the one thing I did really struggle was biomechanics. It was like angular velocity and everything. And I mean, I was horrendous at that. Like I'm not sure I could spell that. No, that's what I mean. <laughs> and again, it was all like the angular velocity of you doing a bicep curl, like Ken, and it was all about weights and speeds and the like. So if this sprinter's angular velocity going over this fucking hurdle is X times B squared, Ken, all that horse hockey. And I was like, come on, mate. I just patched the early doors. I was like, I'm going to fail this module. But but I didn't have failed the module. I passed it, but I failed that side of it. Yeah. So I was like, come on, my performance will get us through it, which it did. Aye. But I thought, right, I'm just turning a blind eye to this because mm. it's a waste of time so that was a, one of the modules Kim what uni was no bad the practicals you had to plan coaching sessions Ken it was good like I enjoyed yeah. uni eh? like see when I did screw the nut and like did like the work in that I was good at it so how, how old did you be when you left when would you graduate so I left then? uni in 2010 so I would have been so nine so what am I now 30 so that would have been nine years ago so I would have been 21 okay yeah, so some twenty twenty one. So, uh, so the recession hits about then. Two thousand and eight or something. Yeah, that was what I was about. Yeah, because I, I started uni in two thousand seven and left in the end of two thousand. Yeah, so I was there uh, three years. I did that. So, so, so what happens when you have got a degree? What? So why do you? Basically, what it was was you weren't getting offer like see they were looking for loads of experience and things and like I think I've been to a couple of weddings and that recently where like people free uni mm. and I think there's only about. Phew, out of the people that I kept in touch with, probably about a, a hundreds of students, there's about four that are actually involved in any sport and related oh, really? jobs. Most of them have turned to the dark side and are all coppers or whatever, or like, you <laughs> should see the looks I get when I'm sitting around about a table full of polis. Like, uh, yeah. I'll uh, bet. <laughs> <laughs> tell them I live on the hilltown, they're like, oh, that's me, beat. Oh, well, that's, it, uh, that's good, mate. Uh. But, um, uh, so that kind of, like, hardly anybody's involved in it now. Mm. So, Basically, I got offered a couple of jobs. It was part-time jobs in Glasgow. I'm like, by the time I pay my travel, I'm not even covering my, I'm not even, my wages and I've covered my travel. Yeah. And they wanted ridiculous, like, hours, like, you know what I mean? They wanted loads of, like, voluntary hours. And I was like, nah, I need to support myself here because yeah. I got in tow with a bird stupidly and ended up getting a house. And can I that push? Can I you the first time you meet someone, you're like, I think she's the, she's the one in her and can that nonsense? No, I don't care what you're on about. <laughs> <laughs> you convince yourself, you're like, ah, she's uh, the one. Yeah. But, so... So then, do you, is it just a case of find a job then? Is that kind of where you were at? I'm just trying to think, what did I do when I first left? Yeah, so, what did I work as? I, did, I worked, like I say, daft call centre jobs, mm. kind of usual, like your weather seals and your, kind of, are your, your Tough dodgy, going. Yeah, kind of your dodgy mm. call centres when you're trying to flog patios and kind of that nonsense, uh, conservatories and roof I, I, I mean, I, I, I've I've never worked in a call centre. I don't know. Either, and I've never, I, I said that, and I said this before when you come around, I've never worked in a bar. So, I mean, the the, 
even even that I've managed to pour you a pint this evening uh, is is a win for me. But I've never done that or call center, but I've had loads of pals that have just been like, no, they're cold Collins a different kettle of fish yeah, are they, together. Yeah. And the problem is a lot of them, you get a pushy basic wage, so you're on four pound. Well, that was when I was younger, so probably be mere now, but you're on daft wages, mm. but you're getting mental commission kind of if you hit your targets. But honestly, it's like a revolving door. So because, because it's like, I didn't maybe get the hard sell all the time. I was too nice. I'm like, I'm not going to flog an old granny a 30 grand conservatory. Ken. That's just like, you know what I mean? It's just no me. And that's the thing. It's I no th- me morally, you know what well, I mean? I just, the word I was going to use was moral. And I, I just, nah, I'm I not sure, you know, I worked in mobile phones for a long time, but I would, I, I would hand on heart say I'd never sell anything that somebody didn't need. Yeah. Just because, to, because yeah, you, you could sell them the top package and you'll get mere commission. But point. Didn't uh, You know, nah. and that's for me. So, you're obviously you come out of uni, you're doing these jobs. You mentioned you meet the one. Uh, <laughs> is that the first time you move out, out uh, of home? Yeah, is well, that kind of the pretty much like this. She wasn't like I started working at BT, so I was in the sales department. And when I first started, it was a broad job because you were hitting your targets and whatever. And life's good. There's a famous like if anybody wants a laugh, there's a famous prank call right, from a YouTube thing, right? So if you type in BT Sport prank like or BT prank call, I'm the first one that comes up. And basically, it's a YouTube channel, that, like, or some guy that runs a YouTube channel, yeah. right? Phoning me, and he absolutely ruins me on it, right? Oh, amazing. But, um, amazing. Like, like, and honestly, I'm, I've had people come up to me in bars and everything and be like, you're that guy, like, because what they do at BT, apparently now, the show all the news starts it. This is how not to handle. So I get, like, I get randoms that I've never spoke to coming up to me in pubs and I'm being like, yeah, you're that Jonas for that BT sporty <laughs> prank call. And everybody's heard that my mum, dad, everybody that kens oh, yeah. me. So if you want to listen to it, just type in BT Sport prank oh, call on YouTube. Don't worry, I'll, I'll share that. And don't the th- worry. <laughs> the thing is, I start off being like polite and that, but the more irate I get, the more schemey I become. So it becomes from, I need your details. I hear, mate, I need them the new can or no be able to put on your sport. Like, you know. But anyway, <laughs> if you want to hear, listen to that, I'll be, it's, it's banter. But <laughs> yeah, so that's where I met, like, obviously, well, I thought that was like where the one and a half. Yeah. So. She was renting a bit. Uh, you're twenty two, uh, uh, something like that. Okay. In the early twenties. Yeah. Yep. So anyway, wasted about five years. Wasted about five years like that. That went down the toilet. Like yeah, Oof. as it does. You know what I mean? Because you think and you you just realise right. You're no. You know what I mean? You you just start living with someone and you're like, that can watch. He once you hated football, so that. And because I was United daft, it was that's how I talked mm. about, played FIFA constantly. Yeah. She was bit like any lassie that's ever sort of like, I've only had two relationships, but the, probably the reason I'm single is that like, every time I speak to a lassie, they're like, you're probably going to be second priority to football. So if you can deal with that, then it's all, just leave me alone on a Saturday. I'll go how I'll do, go to football and Christmas markets, whatever nonsense, date nights, right? Any of that I'm good with, but just leave me alone when United are playing. Just let me go to the football. Then I'd pack that away from me. Yeah. And I've no obviously got there yet so i'm just i'm good i mean i mean it's not a lonely hearts column this but you've you've made a, a real good play for yourself there but and like i say when you when you're young and we've not been there and that that's but that's the young love kind of mm. kicks in and you, you're doing that is it just a case of uh did you ever feel but i don't want a bad mouth x as well because it's not a place did you ever just feel though that you it was taken away from the things you did or was it new experiences that you quite liked yeah, well, but you still had that yeah, come on it was it was mere I wasn't it myself like yeah and I, there was one particular time that sticks in mind like and I'm no vain right but I'm the sort of guy like I like I get my hair cut every two weeks and get a, a beard trim and whatever right and if you look at my cosmetic section in my flat it looks like a, a, a woman stays there I've got everything face masks and all the moisturizer and I'm like I say I'm not a bomb or nothing like that but 
Because I think because of the fact that I got a lot of stick when I was younger and stuff as well, trying mm. keep like take care of my appearance to a certain extent. Because so what it was was I remember I go, went to my mum's with my ex, and I hadn't shaved. My hair was a pure mess. I hadn't shaved for ages, and I, my mum looked at me. She sent me a big massive text, being like, "What's wrong with you?" I said, "What do you mean?" She goes, "You used to look after you. So you used to be no bad looking in that, but you look like if you're tramp now." Basically. Thanks, mum. <laughs> nah. Oh no, nah, Kim, what she launched us under the bus, but see, to be fair to her, right, it was a boot up the arse and needed it. Yeah, yeah. Ken, because I was like, wait a minute, you want to see, have you let your standard slip? It's been mm. about eight weeks since you had a hair chopper and I had kind of, what's, the, what's going on here? I had to go to the boy when I went to get my hair cut. I was like, what are you again, mate? You know what I mean? And I'm like that. So all that kind of transpired. And to be fair and I was kind of the sort of person that I probably wasn't, like, I'm not... I'm trying to like say this without, <laughs> without trying to sort of put my foot in it too far. Like, Believe me, in if the people future. could see... The, the way you're looking right now trying to work out what to say yeah like I wasn't like like obviously relationship wise and I wasn't always like the best you know I mean I I did stuff that I regret or whatever and yeah, that like you do when you're young can you hear a bevy or whatever and you get can things happen and that so it was mere it's just I was like and my pals were noticing like you know yourself mm. or whatever and yeah. I, I got like so what happened was the, she she went away and moved back to her mum's in Glasgow and we tried to do this thing where we like I'd go every second weekend and I said, nah, Ken, well, this is getting patched, eh? so I'd, we just went our separate ways and yeah. a few things come up in that, Ken. Exact same happened, um, and I've, I've probably mentioned, I, it's some of these, these episodes I do repeat because I can never remember what shite I've said, <laughs> but um, that that happened with an ex of mine a long, long time ago. She moved to Glasgow for a job and at the time it was, it was, it's tough. Distance is tough. Yeah. And I was, I mean, I'd have been a 20, let's try and work it very, very quickly. 2003, 2005, sorry, 2004. So I was maybe 22 at the time. And the way it used to work and mates of mine were always like, what, what are you doing? No, none against her, but what are you doing? Yeah, because like, yeah. what happened was the way it worked, I would, um, it was starting a Saturday, so I'd be DJing in London nightclub, an absolute where institution. I, yeah. The best nightclub in Dundee, because that's where I grew up. I love that place, so every I, Friday. So I left, I would leave there at half past two on a Saturday night, Sunday morning. I would drive to Glasgow, probably stop on the way, have a kip. I'd go there on a Sunday. I would then drive to Glenrothes for college on a Monday, drive back to Glasgow Monday night, drive to college again the Tuesday morning, drive back to Glasgow on the Tuesday after college, and then the Wednesday I'd drive home, right? Fucking madness, right? Some so, graft like mate. Fair, right? So this went on for ages. And I mind when I then um, uh, then went to, I then started working at Wave, uh, doing a wee bit more work. I was like, I, this is a struggle. This is now a struggle because it was really, really hard. And I think it was then that just distance, it was, you know, when we were doing, when I was doing episode three with Emma and we were on about dating and stuff like that, and, and I'm sure she said something, it was something along the lines of, you know, I could barely be bothered going to say, are both to meet someone. Fucked if I'm going to Glasgow or Edinburgh or whatever. Because <laughs> it's a real, Man, it's a, see like if it. people can make it work. I, Applaud you. I am the first yeah, person that goes. I didn't drive either, so I'm, I'm limited to public transport, so that makes it a bit of a yeah. pain in the yeah. hoop as well, Ken. Yeah. Which is amazing, because there's two things I always say people should do. They should learn to swim, they should learn to Come drive. <laughs> I failed my driving test when I was 17, right? And I'll tell you, I must have lost about three stains sweating with nervousness in that yeah. driving test as well. Failed it dead early on, Ken. Like, I've never, ever done it ever no? since then. Come on. And the thing is, is now, like, see the way I look at it, right? I didn't need a car because, like, I've got my bike. The the, fa- the infamous <laughs> bike that you I decided could, to leave half my face on. You could face tell on the, the co- tell the, the story con- on the concrete, like. But um, yeah, so I just like 
if I need to go and see mum, like I see my mum and dad once a week, so I'll get a bus or whatever. I live 20 minutes away from my work, which is a bike, and, and then everything else is round about where I stay. Mm. So financially, I can spend money on clays, going to the football, drink yeah. or beer or whatever, holidays, mm. that I wouldn't be able to spend if I had a motor plus the upkeep of the house. So I just didn't see it as an essential, so I just didn't have one. Yeah, yeah, you know no, I, mean? I think it's, you know, you, you speak to people that maybe live in bigger cities as well, it's, oh. there's no point type thing because of public transport. Dundee's not that big anyway, Ken, so anything you need's in a wee radius anyway, Ken, you can get there if you need to. Aye. Aye. And that's also if you can stay on your bike. Oh, I'll tell you, it was, and like the thing is, I, I get absolute pelters for this. Like, I think when, you could tell the story, you bought yourself a new bike. Well, what, you it, what it was, was there was a cycle of work scheme, right? So I've been at the same job for five and a half years and I thought, come on, I'm going to sign up for it this year. So I come around. So anyway, there I'm dead proud. I picked a wee tangerine and black number uh-huh. and that. I was like, ah. we've seen it. You're proud of it on Twitter. I went to the shop and the woman was like, the lassie that was going through it was, like, we've got three options for you. It comes in a blue, a red, and she goes, you probably won't like the last option, but I'll offer it to you anyway. And she was like, black and orange. And I was like, ah, listen, love, get that hooked up right this minute. She goes, we've got no other, the other two are out of stock, but we've got eight of the black and tan. Hook a boy up right now. I was now. like, get that, get that on me right now. So anyway, I got the bike and that. So Ken got all the accessories, got the mud guards and everything. I was like, this is great. I've not been on a bike for years. So there's me thrashing it, thinking I'm the black Lance Armstrong. Tour de France invitation imminent. So I'm coming home for helping my mate Decker, right? pushing her in on a Tuesday night. So he's like, ah, and come what the ironic thing was, we tried to fit the bike in the back of his car and he was going to give me a run up the road, but because it's a, like a mountain bike, the frame wouldn't have fit in his motor. So I says, that's all right, I'll just, it's only a 10 minute cycle, I'll, I'll launch myself up the road. So there's me coming in the corner at Fairmuir Park, right? I braked, but I hit the infamous mud patch. Now that's my nickname in group chats and I know the mud patch monster or whatever you want to call us. Right? That's what the bike gets called. So I hit it. And honestly, it was one of these surreal experiences. One minute I was all right, and the next minute I was in the air. And I'd, I didn't realise I'd raked half my face off. So I looked like a scene for, like, I looked like a scene for, like, Rocky or something, Ken. So my face was, like, throbbing. I got in the house, and I thought, and, like, there was blood dripping into my eye, and I was like, right, this can't be good. So what I did was I wheeled the bike home, because I mangled the handlebars. I didn't have an Allen key, so I couldn't get back on the bike, so the bike was out of commission. So I got to my landing, hauled my bike, like, on my shoulder. I have to do it every day. Hauled my bike right up eight flights mm. of stairs and that. So the first thing I did was looked in the mirror. And, like, my eye was all swelled shut and that. And the first thing I did, I uploaded the picture to Twitter. And my mate texted me saying, right, you know, I've got a baseball bat in the boot. What's getting a doing? Because someone's obviously filled you in and that. Ken, so I had boys come and saying, right, someone's getting a doing here because you've been battered. And I was like, no, nah, trust me. Nobody's touched me, eh? And I had to tell that story. Seeing the work of the decorators were like, ah, oh, he's been filled and was battered. Yes, it's some some jealous ex-boyfriend and kind of the usual partner. So that, but I have been on my bike since then, but I, um, I've been going very slow. Oh. I've had the the helmets fucking been on everything. So honestly, the, the, the photo appeared and it was one of those moments that people would say they didn't know whether to laugh or cry. I've got, I pissed myself laughing because the first thought was he fell off his bike. It was the first thought I had. And to, to now hear the actual story of how you've fallen off yeah. the bike is even funnier. And see the worst thing, see my face, right? It wasn't actually that bothered about it, right? Yeah. That was fine. See, because I took that much skin off my hands and my shoulder, like my shoulder's got a big white bit now. It looks like Ooh. I've got leprosy. My mate was like, look, if you're going to be doing a Michael Jackson, you didn't, you, you can just go white by like natural, you don't need to, ble- you don't need to haul bits of your skin off by scraping it off concrete. But there's a big, still got a big bit on my shoulder that's got like, like it's just white and there's yeah. no colour there but it's fine but see for days I couldn't sleep right because both like my hands were in absolute agony 
So that many plasters on, it looked like toot and cum and kind of was my hands were all wrapped up in it. <laughs> and it was honestly, like it was so sore. It was just like, I couldn't have had a shower without being in agony. And it was just like, see the first week, mm. apart from getting absolute dog's abuse, it was torture as well because I was in so much pain. But I was like, I have learned the lesson. So I'm kitted out now. So you'll mm. see me, I've got the lights, the bell, the helmet, the reflective gear, everything. So. Well, I mean, I, I mean, that's the first thing you, you learn in cycle proficiency back in, back in school. But you, as an adult, you're like, ah, I'll be all Yeah, right. I was like, and I was like, you know what? My hair takes like, my hair sits better. Like, see helmet here. I take a comb and a tin of hairspray to work now so I can, like, correct myself. Because, like, I was like, oh, I don't need a helmet. I'm only cycling along the road. I'm not going to do anything. But mm. lessons learned. <laughs> yeah, it's got to be. It's, it, it's that. I mean, you, you know what? It, it's quite, you know what? We, we all have a laugh and a joke about it. But it was quite a bad was a instant, bad. you know. But you, you do just go, I wonder if you wore a helmet. Well, the thing is, in my defence, it wouldn't have made any odds because the way I hit my face, it was like the side of my face, so the helmet wouldn't have took any of the impact anyway. I mean, for people that haven't seen you since, it's cured up pretty well. Yeah, no, thankfully. I I was thinking, I'm going to look, I've got to have like a random white blotch on my head Uh, and a bit above my eyebrows, so... (laughs) People think I've got leprosy or something, but thankfully that's not the case. Yeah, just tell us. I'll that. touch it up with a makeup can. I may need to get some bronzer and touch it yeah, up I'm before going out. I'm going to be funny. You mentioned your uh, cosmetic corner. I don't have any foundation. I don't have any fake tan. This is actually all real. This is the real deal. It's not. <laughs> An ex-missus no left something in there or anything like that. No, no. trust me, there's no fake. It's 100% real. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was, um, yeah, it was quite amusing. And, and you know what? Sometimes it's the easiest things, but you, you find that, especially nowadays, is the brutality but fun, funny things in a group chat are some of the best conversations you had. Oh, yeah, I know. You never wanted to be you, but clearly that day you were ready for it. The fact you put it on Twitter was even funnier. You know what? Like, I was in agony and I thought, right, I need to, like, cheer myself up a wee bit because, honestly, I was dying and I was, I didn't have any, yeah. me- like, I didn't have any, like, paracetamol on How long house ago was it? Was it three, four three, weeks ago? Uh, something like yeah. that. Uh, so it's a good, uh, a wee while ago now. Mm. But I was like, but I'm the sort of person that I'll just like, I, I don't like a fuss getting made at, at me either. So I'll just be like, right, you know what? I fell off my bike, deal with it. And it was, the worst thing was going down to visit my mum because she she was giving me this, like, you know, it's the health and, I might be 30 year old, but your mum's your mum. She was giving me the health and safety talk and it was like, when you're going too fast and why were you out in the rain? Why were you at 10 o'clock on your bike? And yeah. again, I'm like, mum, I'm 30 year old, you know what I mean? Yeah. Geezer, geezer, break. If you'd hit your head the wrong way, you could have gave yourself serious brain damage. You'd have been run over. And I'm like, right. You know what I mean? I, I get it, but it didn't happen. I'm good. Leave us alone. <laughs> yeah. It's one of them. You'll always look back and go, you maybe get a wee bit of luck there. Kid. I know, but, definitely, yeah. Because you know what, what goes on. You yeah, know what I mean? know, it could have been a lot worse. I could have smashed my head and been fucking brown, but I'm, luckily I'm no, so. <laughs> no, no, I, I tell you, I think it's a, it's one of those, we can have a bit of a laugh about it, but it, it could have been a it could have been a lot worse. All yeah. for just helping a boy decorate. I know. Yeah. <laughs> Talk about it. I must have done something bad in a past life or something because I've done a good deed and I'm getting shafted with that. But <laughs> yeah, the, the tangerine and black mobile is on the way. Uh, it's back on it. I was actually going to bring it down tonight, but when you mentioned pints, I thought, right, I've just had a fall long ago. Well, three pints deep and trying to cycle in the pitch black probably wouldn't be one of my brightest ideas. It so is, I thought, it is the uh, podcast hospitality that we yeah, offer. So I just decided to like walk in. I thought that, that'll be a safe option. <laughs> be a safe I'm not going to fall off of the, I'm not going to fall walking. <laughs> you hope. Yeah, well, Depends how many you have. I'll, I'll let you, I'll report back to you when I get him. <laughs> <laughs> Check in so we know. So um, we, you were mentioning there, so you, you have a relationship that you know yourself and you come out of that. So did you find when you came in the relationship, you kind of need, you need to maybe not find yourself. I don't know if it's as deep as that, but you think you've changed that much. And when mates, 
realise it. Mates will take the piss out you, right? Yeah. But when the odd mate that you can really trust says to you, on. I didn't realise how many of my, like at the time like I didn't realise how many like see most most of my pals right see like 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 see your real pals they'll be honest with you say look come on I think your ex is a scum yeah, I think your bird's a scumbag but you've got to toe the line you can't absolutely rip into someone but I didn't realise until after we spoke all my mates were like can the texts were coming through thank goodness or I finally got my mate back and can I this part hmm. so I decided right see for us so I went off the rails for a few like three year and then I went on Tinder got another bird and then Again, that was about that was shorter, two a year, and then that was doing the tubes and that. And then since then, I've just been like I say, just doing doing what I've been doing. You know what I mean? Just like <laughs> sort of <laughs> just being like this. I'll whatever happens happens, and yeah. I'm not going to put any pressure on it. So, like, I'm sort of one of the people as well. Like, I think society like sort of now nowadays there's too much of an emphasis put on. Oh, you've got to be with someone by a certain age or whatever. But at the end of the day. I'm would, thirty-seven, mate. Yeah, if I'm single, <laughs> see if I'm single till I'm fifty. Yeah. It doesn't put me up or down because I'm. I've learned the lesson I'm not going to just get with someone for the sake of saying that you're with someone because mm. I'm not lonely I don't, I'm not one of the people that need someone to be there I, I quite prefer my own company as well Like, so I like coming home because I work with the public all day I just come home watch the football just potter about who's go to the gym and mm. do my own thing I like, and again I'm not wanting this to come out to lasses that are like that like you know Jonas is a pure cold hearted bastard he doesn't <laughs> want to be with anybody like that kind of like, he's, not really, he's you, a lovable rogue if really. you vibe with someone you vibe with someone yeah, you know what totally. I mean but you've got to get that sort of buzz about it yeah. whereas I've been on like loads of dates and can met people and you get a bit of that you can you're like it starts off because right, it's new and you're thinking yeah this might go somewhere and mm. you'll see something you're like but I, then i'll just start off now you know what i mean i'll know flog a dead horse kind of right. thing so the, the thing is and before we started i said to you is there anything off match you were like no just just go for it and these are the tangents that kind of open up see and we'll get into, because you've mentioned the dating thing i want to ask this to you see for the dating thing do you find do people think you're too much? Do people think you're... A couple of, yeah. See, see, like, my defence mechanism is talking, right? So listen, I, like, and I'll, I can speak for the United Kingdom, like, eh, I annoy myself with it sometimes. I'll I'll be lying in the house thinking, come on, you just shut your puss there. What are you saying that for? And, like, lasses must be thinking to themselves, they give us some push. And I was on a date not long ago, and the lassie goes, you talk quite a lot, eh? And I was like, eh. But that's just me. I'm probably, I'm like a few lasses have said to me, I'm too big a personality for them because I'm too much. Not because I'm like, like overly, I'm not stalking a shot or anything. I'm pure hounding my text. No, I'm just, like that, but I just didn't shut my post. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm exactly the same. And again, it's because of the, the jobs I've done. I've always kind of been like that. I've always been but a people person. I'm outgoing. Same, it's just yeah. my personality. Yeah. So I just talk. <laughs> yeah, it's the same. Like, see, even like on a, just quickly mention the football thing, like in the Hagee on a Saturday. I'll have a chat, but it's very rare that I'm quiet. Because it's just like, and it's some people that I sit with in the head, like Paul and showing that, kind of stories come up that they kind of know. We have a bit of a laugh for that. And people that don't know about it get involved. But I just like just having that. And the same when it was, um, I don't know, about a year or a year. No, nah, more than that. A couple of years ago. I mean, you know, and someone said, oh, this is kind of, you're just too much. And I was like, but what does that mean? What does too much mean? Have, uh, have you, do you just speak too much? And it's kind of for me, I'm comfy from talking. Which amazes yeah. me on this pod. I know I'm talking right now, but it amazes <laughs> me on a podcast that the other person does more of the talking on this one. And I'm, I'm like, but I've always been a good listener. It's just on occasion, no, I'm I will talk same. more. Like, the thing is, if anybody wants to come to me about anything, I'll listen to everybody. I'm yeah. very much a doors open kind of person. Mm-hmm. But, like, that's probably the, only, that's the biggest criticism I've had for people, like, like dating. It's like, you're, you're, it's always been like, 
Can that line when the, the come out, but oh, I think you're a great guy, and like, oh, have you always been dead nice to me? And like, I think the genial have meant, and they're not just saying it, Ken. It's, it's not, not you, it's the, me. Yeah, it's not one of the copy and paste, Ken. Like, he's a fucking doofus, get him yeah. down, can get him a walk kind of thing. But it is literally, you're just too big a person, you? you just yeah. you, you speak all the time. Is it, um, for you, is it, is it a is it a comfort thing or not comfort a comfort thing or is it a nervous thing or is it just I'm, part just of my, the character? It's just my character, it's just my personality, even like. When I'm sitting in the pub and that, like when my pals are like the football bus and that, I'm mm. just I'm just a talkative person. Yeah. I just like banter. I love people. I love speaking to Abby. Yeah. So it, sometimes I do it when I'm on a date when I'm nervous because I'm like because I hate silences. So I, like or if I go into a new job or a new environment. So say I went in a pub right and there was twenty five people sat there. Mm. I'd be the first person to speak just to alleviate that sort yeah. of pressure. Being like or I'll, or I'll try and. I'll mark a joke or whatever and I'll just get the conversation going but it really is just me as a person like yeah, yeah it's, it's funny you mentioned that because I've said that as well that um, w- w- but I've learned over time silence silence is actually alright but I fucking hate silence I hate silence something see in my work I this is one thing I noticed when I went to my work I, I worked with a public and uh, very customer facing working in a mobile phone shop so you were always talking to either co-workers or uh, the public that come in. The job I'm in now, Monday to Friday, is um, office based for a lot of it, and you do go out and about. But there is days in the office it can be quiet for like three hours. But at the start, I was like, "What does does nobody like? Do you, can you go up and make a coffee? Can you can I answer my phone?" Or and it was really now I'm fine because I'm focused on the job. But at the time, I was like, "This is killing me." Mm. Heat silences. You know what I mean? It's just a, just a real sort of weird thing. It's something you kind of need to learn or something which is fucking really weird these are the days a podcast from ronnie costello and guests so about dating you've just mentioned there uh in terms of that what's the worst date you've been on the worst thing yeah um probably it was a tinder date right but it was any of their means where like kind of last week great banter and and i was like here this is going no bad and that right and I like, I, I just like, we'd seen a few pictures each other and, that, and like, I thought, right, can what I'll do, right? Because like, she, she was like, have you got Snapchat? I says, yeah, right. So I got a few Snapchats fired back and forth again. Like, nothing like bad that way, just mere mm. like to see like what you look like and that. And I was thinking, right, she doesn't look like too much a catfish or nothing, right? So like, because yeah, didn't get me wrong, right? I'm no shallow that way, right? But obviously, can you like, there is certain things you're attracted to, right? So obviously, Ken, like, I'm sitting there going, Ken, what, she looks all right, and she looks, like, because nowadays it's amazing what you can do with filters and fucking airbrushing and kind of this nonsense, right? So you can't get, you can't get fucking hauled out of the coals, you yep. know what I mean? So I was thinking to myself, right, this is, this is all looking kosher and that, right? So anyway, says we're on meat, right? So set, set a date up in this pub, so I'm thinking, went for a hair chop and that, Ken, thinking the big man's looking all right here. Yeah, so, yeah, thinking so yourself, got myself, I'm all right myself, today. Got myself turned Face green, mask, done. De- decent bit of, Decent bit of aftershave and that as well. Yeah. I thought, right, I'll dip into the deer colognes for this, eh? So, so anyway, there's me going doing thinking here. This Hopefully this goes no bad. And I, I'm no kidding you, mate. I got there, right? And, like, I seen her, right? Because it was any of the bars, right, where he could see through, kind of like the glass windies, right? And there was only about 12 people sitting there, right? And I was thinking here, Meg, well, any of them was a guy. So I was like, right, it's not going to be him, is it? Unless I've been, like, the wool's really been pulled, like, in. So I was, hoping, I was like, I hope it's no him, Ken, if it turned up, I'm Jonas, what are you like, I'm Brian, alright, yeah, no bother, mate, but anyway, so I was thinking, right, we got in, and like, and I'm no joking, mate, like, she looked like, but, I mean, 
obviously everybody looks a wee bit different in person, right? It's, it's understandable. And again, I'm no judgmental in that way, right? But she looked nothing like what she looked like in her pictures. I mean, see, if you'd held a picture of her Facebook, right, compared to like her, her next to her, you'd be like, that's two different people. She had the wool, right, dead, right, pulled, right? But I'm, in, like, I'm dead nice, like, I'm a nice guy anyway, right? Mm. So I sat and had to think with her. She was decent crack in her head, but I was just like that. And then was she like, but I just did that thing when like she texts after I know and Jake and but I just sort of kind of like fizzled out the messages kind of like is it because I was like oh look I've been like I, I just felt like she took the like you know pure lead to as I you know what I mean because I'm like well there's no much I can do to alter my appearance but I don't know what she was she was maybe employing someone for Universal Studios with a CGI or something kind of on the images because I was like listen love you look like nothing like what you look like yeah. So that was probably the worst thing, just because like, but the thing is, I wasn't one of the people that I could easy just burled around at the door and disappeared and just like no turned up and just deleted her number mm. and went on the rubber. But I'm no a fan of like doing that to people and treating people badly either. So I was like, you know what, I'll see this through. But so, what's the worst thing you hear night out? Yeah, yeah. Listen, I got pissed like, yeah, I was happy. Like I still, I had a good chat. She was a nice lot of kind of like Aye. decent banter now. Yeah, but yeah just wasn't do, you, do you I mean I don't know where this podcast has went now but do you kind of do you enjoy the dating thing do you enjoy the do you enjoy the whole thing of it because again I've had Emma on and I've spoke to Alison briefly about it as well and and I've said on okay, more than one occasion it's singly the world's worst experience is online side of it because it takes away the yeah like interaction I, I'm, I'm like better at speaking to people like face to face than I am texting because you can get a vibe for someone and think, oh, here, this banter's going great. But see, when you meet them, yep. I've had it before when we've met and we've nothing to talk about in person because you speak, you can text no bother, but you can't speak face to face. So I, I, I got on better when I'm out. I do better meeting people outside. So I've deleted it. Like I had, I went on Tinder, went off it, went on it, went off it. And then I've just binned it again because I'm like, come on, this is dire. Nobody speaks either. Can And I'm like, nah, this is getting horsed in the, <laughs> this is getting horsed in the bin. Like, so... I'm uh, like I'm definitely I definitely prefer but I just like going for a drink I just like that chilled vibe like there's no pressure with me and I hate like I don't like going for food because I don't like I've got a weird thing about people watching me eat <laughs> well again it's it's one thing that I think I repeated unless you know them mm. unless you've got whether through a friend of a yeah. friend or been in the same circle yeah. eating on a first date it's, no, it's, it's the biggest no no nah. going like, nah. it's the same as going to cinema for your first date. What? Uh, no, I've done that a couple of, That was when I was like about 18, but yeah, it's like, exactly. what's the point in going sitting in darkness for two hours and no speaking? And you then know. you're like, oh, that was no bad. Eh? Was it? Eh? The film was all right, but I didn't. Exactly. I can your name. That's about it. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, but uh, but that's the thing. I mean, like I mentioned to you before, like we were uh, chatting to some of, the, some of the younger United fans that, you ask them who they who they like at United, and your name always pops up because they've no really and this is, and I said this, it's no disrespect to you, but they've no really had a footballing hero given what we've went through. Yeah, but there's just someone that's just a wee bit different, quite out there, and is you're always in the circles and always kicking about. You know what I mean? Yeah. And for I'm assuming is it the last kind of five six year that again you've the relationship ended? Do you then go back to? being a season to Golden and well, go back to I, games to... It was, yeah, basically what it was, was like, when I mean my first export, right, she left us in a lot of debt and that, so for a, a couple of years, I didn't really have much of a social life because I went on like debt management and whatever because I was I was up to my eyeballs. My mum had to pay my rent for the first three months, like it was mm. pointless. Like I was getting paid and 90% of my wage was going out just to, to service all the crap she'd left me in. So I kind of had like, but 
that kind of taught me a lesson in the sense that you find out why your real mates are, right? Because see, all of a sudden, because I wasn't able to go to the football at the time or go in the drink or whatever, right? Because I was limited to sitting in and watching telly or films or like, I was very, and maybe one night every couple of months. It sort of wheedles out why your part-time pals are, but like my actual pals would come up to mine and be like, oh, I'll sit in with you watch a film, hey, I'm lunch or whatever, Ken, because yeah. I couldn't afford to do stuff. So it's only been about, what, the last two, three seasons that I've, like, like work-wise got like my season ticket back. Like, lucky. I was able to get a lot of, like, and I felt like a mink because it was like, oh, I used to put, anybody got any spares for the game today or like, because we were going through a crap spell this relegation season. I got a ticket near enough every week and I was able to pay into a few games and that, but I didn't get away from that much. And I've sort of like come back into it now because mm. I've like, I'm, I've like managed to get a house now and I'm on my feet again and I'm above for all that kind of stuff. So I think it's just like, you learn why your close pals are, where's going to be again when you need your mates, when you're in the trenches, mm. like, like it's like Abdi's Abdi's mate when you've got money to go in the drink and you, it's great when you can go out and buy Abdi a pint and you're Abdi's mate then are you mm. but you're not always Abdi's mate when you've not got any money and you're left in the house on a Saturday night and that again. especially in the close circle of friends that yeah. you've got I think that's I mean my, same I've got a real tight close knit of real close pals that yeah, it's kind of for the amount of shite we give each other and um, as in one that just texted phone me it's urgent but it wasn't really urgent but you know that's kind of the but for him just to say something like that, like some people just no bother, but he's like, I'm just making sure I can definitely get on your table to come yeah. to this event and whatever. And you're like, yeah, cool. You know, yeah. totally fine for it. You always know, but they're also the same people and you'll probably, I would imagine the same. They're the same people that take the piss out of you quite quickly. I like, like see my mates, they'll, <laughs> they'll rip the piss out of me. Like, but, but that's, that's the, that's the sign of the fact that they are real pals, but I'm the same. Like I've got like a close group of probably about seven, eight, nine, ten boys that yeah. are like my actual like proper like mate mates. Yeah. And then, but I know th- like hundreds and hundreds of people and I'll have a pint with anybody and I'll buy everybody a pint and kind of all this kind of mm. crap and that. And I'll, I'll speak to everybody all day my rounds at the football. Can like speak to everybody like whatever. Cause I'm dead out going and I'm like, mm. I like people, you know, I like hearing different people's stories, different backgrounds. And the way I look at it as well, like when I was younger, I got a bit obviously like, cause I'm dark skinned or whatever when I was younger, when I got to about maybe sort of middle, sort of teenage years and like kind of like 13, 14 and up to like early 20s I did get a bit of stick about colour and all that kind of nonsense but the thing that always stuck with me was see when you go to United on a Saturday you're no black or whatever you're just United Ken. Abdi's the same mm. you're all there to support you're all black in Tangini it doesn't matter if you're black white, skinny, fat you know what I mean nothing nothing divides you apart from the fact that you're all there to support the same football team that's so it. that's it like you know what I mean so it's kind of like and that's how I sort of like you know I've got on with a lot of people like I know my probably my best pals like I've met like someone like I've met mate for like through the football club even people that I followed us on Twitter and like you know what I mean it's mental how like it's it's like a it's 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 like a family as well like when people didn't understand when we were in a bad way and I was always worrying about oh is the club going to get taken over and what if we didn't go doing and like what's going to happen and that like and it's it's more than that it's like people say a oh, football can't be your life but see when you try and explain to someone what a football club there's there's no rational explanation to it unless you're involved with it you know yeah I mean, I mean that I remember the um I got my I got a season ticket about it was about seven years ago good times it was a good times and uh, halfway through that season I got asked to do the the match day announcing oh, yeah. the tannoy and stuff and I, I was getting really into being back in in the stand you know i was getting really back and enjoying that mm. and i mind going there and doing that but then at the same time i had to announce through the relegation mm. i had to announce through the, the playoff game, losses playoff eh? and that's hard and oh, i i will first and foremost i'm a fan every single uh, i'm a fan but there's that wee bit that you kind of go 
my job's to get people kind of meant to be up for this. But, and we've said it loads of times, we've said it on another podcast and you said it as well, players need you something to cheer about, which is fair enough. But the darkest of days that we saw under, you know, McKinnon, Patalainen, Laszlo at times, really tough to motivate. Right. But the difference now, regardless of results upcoming, but at the time of recording this, it's just been like a clean slate this season. It's been a f- such a freshness. It started it's like coming weight, in. It's like a weight's been lifted off everybody's oh, shoulders. Huge, huge. And that's what I'm saying. And, you know, you me- you mentioned about the derby, right? And we, again, it's it, this is not the footballing podcast, but you mentioned to me when a goal went in, what was the celebration like? Oh, it was it was chaos, absolute carnage, like yeah. You know, whereas a goal like that, even in a probably Derby's the wrong example. Take another game that we won. Take take even our brothers are a bit different. But last week you went we went six 0 at home. The celebrations are still good. Yeah, but see, three years ago, mm. winning two 0 and being really good, celebrations not that crazy. No. It's like we've scored. You know what I mean? Yeah, and gets you that that back. So for. Kind of for you, and it's not it's not the old school of you know pints football and whatever, but it's a real fun. But it's it's something you you look forward to and uh, enjoy, and the family feel of it. And your away days are. It's kind like of, the more like see like half time. I'll probably do the rounds. I'll be away for fucking twenty minutes just speaking to like roads of random people. And yeah. but I love that like. Like, you know what I mean? It's like, you just, that half time, I'll disappear for 20 minutes and then everybody, like, I'll, I'll be the last one back to me. Seeing, so what have you been? But mm. I've just been speaking to everybody because like, I like, I've got time to, for everybody. Like, and I've, like people have, people have sort of embraced me as well. Like the, the way I look at Scotland is like, again, this is getting a waffly football, right? No, no. But I love this fine. country like unconditionally because if it wasn't for like this country, I wouldn't have a home, right? But if it wasn't for people being nice to me here, it would be like, I wouldn't have any pals or whatever. So like people say, oh, you're popular and that, but. I don't see it like I'm. I just treat people the way that they'd want to be treated. So if you're nice to me, I'll I'll be anybody's pal. Like I don't judge anybody based on like nothing. I judge it, it unless you come up to me with a swastika and a burning cross and with a KKK hood on. I'll maybe say, look, mate, me and you are not going to get on. Like Ken, there's <laughs> but, just something about this relationship I don't see yeah, working right now. But you've got to pretty much do that with me yeah. before I'll say, I'm, you know what I mean? Like, and I mean like. I'll speak to everybody based on their own merits or values or whatever. So it's, that's just the way I am. Eh? You, you mentioned in your teenage years, there's obviously the bit about the, you know, color being an issue. Is it, have you ever, have you ever seen it to be really bad? Has there nah, ever been like, a situation that's been like, you know, something needs could, to be done about this? Or? I could probably count like the, the amount of incidents I've had, like I'm probably not, it's not in a double figures. I probably wouldn't think mm. like I've had a few comments, like some boy was giving me part or like, well, I'm not going to say part, I was giving me abuse years ago about colour and whatever, and it was a case that you, you end up with the police heard him, and I ended up getting like £200 compensation because you had to pay me for like a racial aggravated breach of the peace and all this nonsense, mm. and I've had a few people like lobbed out of football and people say to me, oh, you're a grass or whatever, right, for... But like even at Hearts Away when people like, oh, he's getting chucked out, it was because like this boy, like, and then the thing is, I'm not like, I, I, like... I'll call me anything you want. Like, I mean, I've been called a hell repertoire names of my pals, people that I didn't like is whatever. I'm thick skinned, but I just didn't think that like, I should tolerate getting targeted. Cause what annoys me is like, they've looked at me and be- looked at my call and decided I'm going to abuse them based on that. But if you're not, have you ever spoke to me? Do you care if I'm a nice guy or not? Do you mm. They might like, I, I just don't get how people can be like, like skin. It's just your skin. It's not a magic cloak of authority or like, doesn't it give you any divine right to be any... Nobody's better than someone based on what colour they are. 
or yeah. what what skin they are you know what I mean it's just like we, I can't help that I was born that, why have you got dark skin because I was born in a hot country so if I had white skin I'd be fucking I'd get fried you know what I mean it's 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 common sense it's like I was born in Africa so I'm going to have darker skin than someone that was born in you know what I mean in the Himalayas or something or somewhere where it's the North Pole you know it's mm. just it's common sense how tough are these situations well when I was younger I used to get angry and used to be like I want to fight the world and everything you know what I mean like but see now I'm older and I just sort of take actually, unless I've, I'm on like if I've had a drink and I'll maybe respond or I'll get a wee bit of irate or whatever mm. but now I'm just like you know what if you're that if you're that ignorant then the, the problem's yours it's not mine mm. you've got clearly a lot more deficiency in your existence than I do in mine so I kind of just say come on mate that's your problem you need to deal with it eh? mm. I'll defend myself but I'm not going to the thing with it, I mean, I'm, we touched on it uh, briefly and you've, you've mentioned it there, but things that like the football and stuff, you know, it shouldn't happen walking down the street, obviously, but it shouldn't happen at public arenas like that. It just shouldn't happen. I think the thing with the football is, is one of these situations as well where like, you're guilty of shouting the first thing that comes to your head. So you get caught in the heat of the moment. Like, and do I believe that everybody that's racially abused someone at the football is a racist? Probably not. It's like someone, I call someone on being a baldy bastard or fuck you know what I mean so it's maybe just them picking out a difference and being like oh the first the first glaring difference between mm. him and me is the fact these skins that are so I'll call him a black bastard or whatever right yeah. but it's I think it so do I think everybody's a single person at football that says that's a racist no do I, some of them probably like maybe some of them are illiterate or are just uneducated or are narrow minded or they need to broaden their horizons but Again, it's one of the football is probably one of the things that's very rare. Like you know, I don't get it very often. Like no, and if I do, then I'll just say, like you know, and like people say, oh, you a fan of reporting or whatever. But it's like, well, I'm not gonna because what annoys me is they give it all this like, oh, show racism the red card and do this that and the next thing we're going to stamp out our game. But then you see if you do report it, the stewards are very, like, nobody wants to act on it. So mm-hmm. like, are, are we just doing this to to, to say that we're against it? Are, are you going to act on it? Are you going to throw someone out of ground or? But again, like I say, it is what it is, you know what I mean? I just take it as it comes. But, well, I mean, you may not have really any thoughts on it, but what were your thoughts on stuff like the, um, you know, back the Luis Suarez, Luis and um, Evra situation to the um, situation the other week with Bernardo Silva and Mendy and stuff? Well, again, it, it's the way it's delivered, you know what I mean? So like, see the part, like, I mean, I don't know if you saw it, but on Twitter I put a, a tweet yesterday or whatever it was, saying that if people were getting charged with every joke that they'd say to me, my pals would have be on life sentences because the part of the egg it launched at me and that. But that's just like, you know what I mean? It's, it's banter between friends, you know what I mean? Mm. But like I say, it's all with the way it's delivered as well. It, it, if you attack someone purely based on the fact that their skin colour is different or they're a different religion or whatever, their beliefs are different or they're not like you, then yeah, you are a race and you've got to educate yourself. But that Bernardo Silva and because the thing that annoys me about that is Mendy turned around and said it was a joke between pals. So surely he shouldn't get punished if the person that's supposed to be offended by his turned around and said, no, it's a laugh from a pal. Mm. You know what I mean? I think nowadays, anybody, everybody's offended by everything nowadays as well. So you kind of sneeze in someone's direction because you've got to be careful. Somebody, someone might identify as a wardrobe, so you kind of refer to them as a boy or a girl because they might think they're a fridge. And to me, I'm not prepared to be like, I'm just like, I'm, I'm a wee bit more old school being mm. like, you're not a fridge, you're a, you're a person. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think society's sort of got out of hand with it and it very much like everybody just looks to complain or looks to be offended. Mm-hmm. And you got all these social justice warriors being like, oh, I'm not on this person's side. But no, you're only doing that for brownie points. You didn't really give a toss about their beliefs or their difference. 
you're just doing it because you want to be seen. Oh, I'm standing up for a, a group that's been victimised. Mm. And I don't believe in that either. Just be yourself. Stop trying to be everybody's hero, you know what I mean? Because you cannot, you didn't believe in that either. Yeah, it's just because these things get highlighted a little bit more. And mm. it's always, you know, everyone has a, opinions on them. But I always think it's really interesting just to see, you know, whether you put yourself in, you know, his shoes and go, oh, I would react by going, oh, he's my mate. No, I would have laughed if I was, like... I get worse said to that me on a daily basis in like a group chats and that you know what I mean like if that's like you know if if people are getting seven eight game bans based on a joke then you're going to need to not have a sense of humour anymore mm-hmm. it's like if if one of your like if you slag one of your pals for being specky or bald see if he turned around and said right well you're going to get suspended for your work for two weeks because you were speckist or something like you know what I mean I mean where do we draw the line here I love how speckist is now the new word. Well, you, you know, I think what we I mean? go with that. Can, like, it's it's the, ridiculous. Yeah, okay. Like, obviously, I'm not tolerating like racism. That, that is a bad thing, and people mm. need to educate. That is a problem. But there needs to be a differentiation between a joke and and being. Mm. It's the way it's delivered. You know what I mean? It's not. Not everything's got to be offensive. Not everything's meant out of sheer hatred towards someone. I think a lot of the time as well, as people seem to lose a sense of humour. Oh, they do. You know, I'm not saying you know a racist joke's not a sense of humour, but. In terms of actual just jokes about this, that, and the next thing, yeah. there's a real come on. I know. Again, you know. The, the society is so like so soft now. Like you really can't. Like I think the older us, the older generation, take worse with it because we were brought up in a time where like see some of the stuff that you could even say ten years ago. If you thought about saying it now, you'd be hung. You know what I mean? Mm. So that's well, how we struggle with it. The younger ones, it's a shame on the younger ones as well because they're getting brainwashed into being like, you can't say anything now because nothing's funny anymore. Yeah. Because everything's offensive to some minority. <laughs> it's, a, it's a fair comment, though. No? You know what I mean? You know, and that's and that goes, you know, from the way grandparents acted to mums, dads and whatever. And even stuff like, you know, referring to where you're going to buy your takeaway from. I know. You know okay. What shop you're going to. That was no an acceptable term. I didn't want to say that, but it was so thrown about. But I wasn't like there was no bad intent. No, that's it. what I'm saying. It's um, you know, but it was just thrown about as if it was the norm. Yeah, and which you do look at, and you go, oh, to be fair, yeah, it's a bit yeah, probably but it a bit wasn't the edges, but it wasn't very. meant. It was like when we was we were at the Morgan, we did the thing where like you delivered like Christmas presents to like old people that were on their own or whatever. I remember I chapped on this woman's door on Arbroath Road and she said, Oh, it's good luck if a dark man like turns up to your door at Christmas time mm. or something. And I was about 15, 16 at the time, yeah. so I just thought I just laughed off. But see if someone had said that to me now, I could have I could hear them prosecuted for every single charge under the sun, but yeah. I'm just not going to do that because I know it's not meant mm. she's not turned around and be like, Oh, there's a black bastard at my door. It's mere like you know what I mean? I, I, you know what I mean? It's, it's just it's just not meant like that. Mm. So don't take offence to everything. That's basically the way I'm trying to share. If you change your view on it, depending on the words people use. No, the, no because again, the words didn't change. Like the, 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 the terms are the same, but it's the way the terms are delivered. Do you mm. know what I mean? It's my the, the way I always gauge it is it's how it's, if someone attacks me, I, I know the difference between someone having a joke and someone digging me out on it. Mm. And it's it's, clearer when it's someone being nasty or yeah. if it's meant to be abusive yeah because I mean I think well you know without going into the depths of what the word is but there's the one word that is the worst yeah the word. n-word yeah if you say that then and it's and, and the way especially if it's del- the way it's delivered you, can't, you I mean that is probably the worst way to go about it yeah which is a you know there's no there's no it's no an oh I wasn't educated it's, that's just come on nah, come on I mean, you can't say that yeah everybody knows that you know <laughs> what I mean even the most uneducated people aren't 
stupid yeah. enough to come yeah. out. If someone that. says that, there's no, a, oh, I made a mistake. You know no, exactly you what you, you knew. You knew what you were doing. You, know yeah. you, you go to that. So let's let's take yourself back to, you know, the last couple of years. Like you're saying, you get on your feet and whatever else. I'm assuming now, when you look, how do you look back on the last sort of few years for you? How, how's life been for you? No, it's like it's good, and I look back on everything as a learning experience. So, like, I've kind of like thought, you know what, I've been in a few, like, I've been in some predicaments, like, eh, like really, but like really, and you know, predicaments where you think, how am I getting out of this, or what am I going to do? You know, people are shouting. What are they? That's what's happening right now. I know, but it's probably, probably, you can speak, you can ask me in person if you want to know, but, but um, yeah, like I've been in a lot of bad situations and some of them through my own doing my own selfishness, I've made mistakes. I've went down paths that I shouldn't have done, knowing better, but thought, you know what, I'll dip my toe in the water here and see where it goes and it goes the wrong way. Yes. But, I, like I just look at it now and I'm like you know I've learned from it even in my 20s and I made all the mistakes and people say oh, it was a waste of your time you're 30 what have you got to show for it but I'm not in a bad position at the end of the day I'm not mm. like and like I'm not materialistic either so I'm just like I'm happy to just be able to go to work and have enough money as long as I've got enough money to have a few points watch Dundee United play football I'm happy I, yeah. you know I mean that's a watch football during the week that does me I'm, yeah. I, I'm a man like it says on my Twitter profile I think it did it's like I am a man of simple players there's football Lager and basically that'll do me. Anything yeah. else is a bonus. Like I'm good. And so. you've you've got a lyric on there as well. What is that? Uh, wait a minute. Have I changed that? Turn off the lights and turn on the sh- turn off the shyness or something like yeah. that. It's from Fallout Boy. Yeah, it's, it's actually quite Fallout Boy, yeah. like Fallout Boy. Yeah. And it's just a, it's just a, it's it kind of refers to like my personality being like just like the lights being like just be yourself. Stop yeah. trying to like not be yourself. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's just the kind of sort of motto that I kind of like. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know if it, for you, certainly for, one for me in the last few years, a, a turning point for me was when you kind of, you no know, settle down because you, you don't, well, you can settle down on your own quite clearly because I've done the same, but was it kind of getting yourself settled, your own place, stuff like that? It yeah. kind of gives you a new kind of outlook and yeah. a fresh start type of thing. Yeah, it's just like, it's like, yeah, you know, I've done all the daft things, like, so everybody has, like, everybody that goes through being young have marks stupid mistakes and they mm. do things. Like, people say, do you, do I regret stuff I've done? Pro- <laughs> Well, not really, because it's not had it's not had a devis it's not had a life changing impact on mm. my life. So, you know what I mean. So I wasn't a, I've I've always been able to recover from every situation that happened, mm. and now I'm just like yeah, I'm not I'm going to do my best not to get in without without going over the top with some phrases that people go. But do you think stuff like that has made you a stronger person, or it's just made you be a bit more clever and thought, fucking come yeah, on, and yeah, behave well, that, that to a certain point. But it's also made me like the older I've got, the less I've given a toss about other people's opinions. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. So I get like, I was at like a uni reunion thing, like like I had a couple of weddings and like like a few people arranged for a class to go out and that right. And you've got all these people settled down, living houses, like two kids married and everything. You're like, what, Jonas, what are you doing? And it's like, you're still a riot. You're like, I see you at 30 year old stuff steaming on away days. And I'm like, but does ever, does anybody ever stop to ask if I'm happy? Yeah. Cause I am. So mm. I don't care about, I'm happy that you've got kids and a missus in a great house and you've got fucking twa cars or whatever. Right. But I'm not, none of that interests me because at the end of the day, right. See, when you're dead, is anybody going to say, yeah, but he had a huge house? No, because you're going to be six feet under like everybody else. We're all, going, we're all headed the same way. So just live your life the way you want to do, enjoy yourself. So, Is there ever a point you do think it, you wish a relationship did work or something worked out and 
but Ed, right, okay, maybe to us, I didn't sit there and think, you know what, I'm I'm lonely at night, so I'm ending that, right? Nah, but I'm that way that if there's something, like, if it's meant to be, then it'll happen. Yeah. So I could be going along and bang, that could be it for me and I could meet someone. And like, I'm, I'm not closing the door on anything, but I'm just, it's not happening yet, so I'm happy, you know what I mean? Like, just just go about your business, you know? So like, I'm... I tried to probably, I probably did try and force it when I was younger because when you're younger, you're more influenced by society. So I'm thinking, right, see, by 25, I need to be in this job or I need to have misses or I need to be X, Y, and Z. But now I've learned that, you know, you didn't. You just need to, as long as you're content within yourself, then whatever happens, happens. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I, I thought, uh, especially in the relationship I was in, who I, and to be fair, and I think it's public knowledge that I, we, I probably never said this to her, but we probably got better now than we did at times. And I still speak to my ex-missus now. It took a while because it was a wee bit frosty at the start, which I think she'll admit if she listens to this episode. She's listened to some, so I know she does listen to some of them. Um, but I always thought at the time, and no way it would be timing on, but see if things were going on, I was like, yeah, you know what? Probably have kids by the time I was 30. I'd probably be married by X no, amount. I was the same, yeah. I did exactly the same, yeah. And that was, and it, it made me know in it. And I remember people always said to me, can what whatever happened? I was like, it just, you know, and I always think, and I um, I will <laughs> throw myself under the bus, but my ex must always used to hint about engagements and stuff, but there was never a chat because I was quite chilled. I was never really, yeah, I was like, it doesn't really matter. But you know what? See, sometimes I sometimes do look back and go, was I a little bit too casual, a little bit too chilled, a bit too relaxed? But then I go, you know what? And I'm not saying the, the relationship was a waste because it wasn't some great times, but I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing now, which is just a different kind of enjoyment that I get, you yeah. know, doing podcasts or, you know, doing the other podcast or back on the, working on the radio or just going to United Games and enjoying it and just all these kind of things, you know mm. what I mean? You know, I don't say, I, I would never say I live for the weekend. It just, it's great when yeah, United are home. That's cringy, that's like saying, <laughs> you know, I just, United are home, like, good. Whereas, yeah. Like say for the next, we're not home for about a month and you're kind of like, oh, there's a fucking free week, although but we're now a wee bit interested in Scotland again. But there's um, just that going to to the games and you do away days and your crowd yeah. pretty much on a level that most aren't at. The away day is clearly the highlight for you in terms of the last few years, certainly. It's been I, the best I, part. You know what? I, I just like, like, because, see, because we were that bad for like the last couple of years, right? The day out we see now, right? It's mere the it's the football, right? You're like right, the like. But see before, because we were that bad, we were push away from home. It was like right, it's it's mere about the day out with your pals. So you like see if United get pumped three nine, at least you've had a swallow and you've had a crap with your pals. So it's the social side of it for me. It's about having a banter with your pals. Yeah. And then if the football went your way, you're like oh happy days. It was more enough like hope rather than expectation. But see now I'm going to the away games, being like, right, listen, we need the result here. I'll still have a good day. Mm-hmm. Like even Air United away, we had some carry on. Like the bus home was brilliant. Like see the songs in it, class. Hey, I can we got bit, but because we were in a good place and we knew that was a, a hiccup, we weren't sitting there depressed. But see some of the bus journeys, like Livy away a couple of years ago when we conceded, I was one of the coldest I've ever been at football. And see that bus on the way home, you're lucky if 10, 10 words were said on the way mm-hmm. home. And for yeah. me, not to say anything, can you can it's bad. Yeah. So. Now it's more about it. Yeah, you hear a class time with your pals, but you can that you there's a, you'll get a result hopefully, and ah, mm. so you've actually got both sides it to look forward to. Before it was just like you know what I'm gonna go because I've got nothing else to do this weekend, and we might hopefully get something out of the game as well, can? And and now it's a case of 
looking forward to it. Yeah, you are looking forward to it because you're like, see tomorrow. And I, I mean, I've had, I've got a horrendous record at all. I think I've seen us. I think the best I've ever seen is a draw. Great. This episode goes out after Alloa, so we'll bring this up in the other podcast. Don't worry. <laughs> so I'm actually going there hoping that we get... I'm going down, down there tomorrow night being like, you know what, let's get the three points. Yeah. You know what I mean? But you can, it's still going to be a carry-on if you did it. So. Yeah. And, and again, hopefully when this goes out on... Uh, when you're listening to it, that has happened, which is kind of the aim. Mm. Um, do you ever think ahead? Do you ever look ahead and t- now you're settled, you've settled in your own place and stuff like that? Do you ever think what's going to happen or what you'd like to achieve in the next little while or come on like I think probably from what's happened in the past because I, w- I was so like yeah I'm going to hear this achieved by this point I've kind of learned not to like set goals just mm. let things like fall into place now because I tried to force things and it, it backfired mm. so I'm not like see now I'm just like you know what what happens will happen you yeah. know what I mean I'm not going to sit there and be like oh, in the next three years I want to be here or next you know what I mean so I just look after them like not sounding selfish but you just got to look you look after yourself and if you're on an even foot and then if things like a relationship or someone comes into your life or whatever if you're in a better place I'm, I'm probably in the best place that I'm now for stuff like that to have happened because I'm a bit I've got a bit more security mm. whereas I'm not in fucking daft like I'm no in men, like mental debt or I'm no and I'm I'm no off the rails either as people say oh you're on the piss at the weekend yeah, but and what like you know what I mean I can do it. it's not like yeah I have one night on the, like one drink a week you know what I mean it's not like I'm I'm sitting there Monday club on my end with eight tins in the house you know what I mean so I'm not a right off either I've <laughs> been there <laughs> depends on how the football went at the weekend yeah. well yeah that would suddenly go on a Sunday and a Monday and all that but you know it's one of them things um Obviously, you're saying you're 30-year-old now, you kind of settled your own. What was What's it like when you go back to mum and dad's now? Because I, st- I see when I go back to my mum's, it's like I've never been away. Yeah, it's the same. Like, you know honestly, I mean? like, see my mum, my mum's buzzing to see me, like, because, like, she wasn't well the last couple of weeks, like, so she, like, I've not seen her in a couple of weeks, mm. so I'm going to see her the morning. So it's like, she's choking, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, me and my mum have always had a great relationship. Like, well, I owe my mum and dad like probably everything because if it wasn't for them adopting me, I could have been dead. I could have been, mm. I don't know what my circumstances would have been. So like my relationship with my parents has always been like, it's been class. We've not, like, okay, we've had the odd disagreement over the years, but we've never ever went through a phase where I properly fell out about stuff. So like my dad's United daft enough. So it's like when I go doing the first thing my dad will say to me is to speak about United. Yeah. And my mum will just be like, oh, how's, yeah, like, so it's just a good vibe. It's good to see them. It's like, you know what I mean? And they're like, my mum and dad are a wee bit older than most people my age. Like, they're like, well, I don't know if it is or not. Like, my dad's about to be 60, like, I think 60, 64, and my mum's mm. just had her birthday. So she's in like her mid 60s now and that as well. So but, it's good. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, well, for me, my, uh, my mum and dad, they divorced really young. I don't remember them together at all, but they had me really young. Mm which was just, a, I mean, they were probably 21 or well. Mm. I think my mum was about 58. I probably might have done a wee disservice there, but <laughs> she might be younger. I don't know. But there's, they were they had me really young. But again, was maybe just the time of it. I think most of my pals are kind of similar, but some have got kind of older. You know yeah. what I mean? And that's just the, the, just kind the, of the way it is. It, yeah. yeah, the way it is. Uh, you've mentioned your brother. Mm. Nothing United in there? Yeah, but my wee brother's not really into football, right? Yeah. yeah. He's, he's mere... Like, me and my brother are completely different. He's the sort of more, like, sits in Starbucks with his laptop. He's that sort of hipster sort of oh, okay. crowd. And, like, he's, right. ah, he's a cool guy. He's the sort of boy, like, he cuts about, like, the 
kind of like the bonnets on and like yeah. kind of like the tweed trousers yeah, and that yeah, like yeah. he's got his own wee niche in that and he's dead popular like yeah. you want to see like him like he honestly Mayor Lassie's probably speak to him than me I so can he's he you know what I mean so he's like he's he he's got his own like sort of vibe in that but he's he's dead like chill dude like mm. he's, he's he's and he's definitely more like relaxed than I am like I get yeah. dead like see at the fuck but I'm pure rage and I'm on edge and that but he's oh, he's just know. like he's just chilled like, you know what I mean yeah. nah he's a good lad maybe brother though. he's yeah. brand new so what's it like when the family get together for you well see because there's only four of us like see Christmas and that is really it's it's the really chilled out because like it's not like oh, I've got to watch it because this uncle that nobody likes is here but we've got to pretend we like him for an hour and that there's like there's no awkwardness yeah because there is only the four of us so it's just like a really relaxed vibe eh? so uh, no it's good so we didn't really get each other together because like, maybe birthdays stays in Edinburgh so we only really see each other like birthdays no, of course he does he's hipster of course he stays, he's, he stays there eh? so, <laughs> Ken, he's got, eh, so he stays there um, so I see him like birthdays he'll mm. be through in a couple of weeks when it's my dad's birthday mm. and then Christmas he stays because like at Christmas I stay at my mum's for like so I go doing Christmas Eve stay Christmas Eve stay Christmas night and I go to my pals on Boxing Day but like so I've got a couple of days in bar. And that's your family thing. Yeah, so we, we do that every year. Like, yeah. yeah. So it's good. So yeah, no, nah, when everybody gets together, it's just dead chilled out. Like, yeah. yeah. And even though me and my brother are like completely different, I've loads to talk about because he'll, like, he'll talk about what's going on in his world and what's going on in mine. So that's You're good. You're like that, should have seen this date I was on. It was a fucking horrific. <laughs> <laughs> I can't, he doesn't really ask me about that anymore because he thinks I'm a lost cause. Like here, you'll be single forever. Like, you know <laughs> That's what his that's his vibe, eh? so he just yeah. like doesn't leaves me alone on that front now. Brother, I love though, isn't it? You know what that's I mean? It. It's, it's it's one of them. Um, I think in you know and that like you say, I said right at the start when we when you first mentioned on the other podcast about you know moving to Scotland really young and not able to speak in English yet, and people said you've kind of been totally indoctrinated into the Dundonian way of life. Mm-hmm. And what I what I picked up on as well, you said, you know, Scotland's been for you, it's been it's been one of the best things that's happened yeah. to you. Apart from obviously your parents and yeah. whatever else that's got you here. Any what's kind of the uh is there any kind of major turning points for you or has everything just been positive, positive point? Because nah, you know, you like say your luck could have went really against you, especially maybe even really young and No, nah, like like probably the main things are like even when, like, when I was younger and I was a wee bit of, like more selfish, when you're like eighteen, you think you know everything. You're sixteen, you think you know yeah. the world or whatever. Excuse me. It's just been like the overriding. Like whenever, I, even if I go through a bad spell, right, I never ever get too sad or too happy or whatever. Because the way I look at it is, someone else has always got it worse than me. And when I look at it, okay, right, okay, it might be skint or whatever for a couple of weeks, but then I look at it and say, I might be fucking having a trek twenty five mile for dirty water or I might be in a famine in a ridden country or you know what I mean so my overriding feelings always gratefulness like that no matter I might have that wee spell when I go in the huff for a wee while but then see when I pull myself out of that and I like yeah. take stock of like the bigger picture it's always an overriding feeling you know I'm I'm doing alright for myself so and I'm grateful for what I've got so I just kind of like live by that sort of philosophy yeah. and overall life's Pretty good at the minute for That's you. Decent, eh? So I'm just just keeping my head down, just trying not to, just trying to stay out of trouble as much as it isn't as much fun. Like, but so <laughs> trying not to fall off bikes. Well, yeah, that that is. If I if I make it to the end of the year without coming off my bike again, I'll have done something, right? <laughs> I tell you what, mate, it's been an absolute pleasure just sitting for a couple of hours and chatting about everything, and I think people will get a. They'll find out what's behind it. The, the the guy that sits stands at the football with his hands in the air. Just maybe they'll make it to the end of this because they'll be listening to me. But yeah. <laughs> 
Speaking at a hundred mile an hour, being like, mate, that's plenty now. Bolt, can. <laughs> <laughs> no, honest, mate, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thanks for uh, nah, thanks for having us on, and it was it was nice to come and speak to everybody. So hopefully you like it. <laughs> You're a Nicolina, and thank you very much. If you enjoyed this episode, please tell your friends about it and leave a review or a rating. If you didn't, then let's never speak of it again. These are the days.